Howdy, friends. It's Crazy Ernie from Crazy Ernie's Used Car Emporium. It's a giant supermarket of cars. I've got so many cars, people come up to me and say, Hey, Crazy Ernie, where'd you get all those cars? Looky here. I got red cars. I got green cars. I got enough cars to choke a camel. Tell you what, friends. If nobody comes down and buys a car from me in the next hour, I'm going to club this baby seal. That's right. I'm going to club his seal to make a better deal. No, I'll do it, too. Now let's fire up those time circuits. Ah! Set it to 1980 because today we're traveling back in time to revisit used cars. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Piece of shit car. I got a piece of shit car. That fucking pile of shit never gets me very fine My car's a big piece of shit Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast I am your host Santos, and as always I am joined by Que onda raza, Freddy Morales and Vito Orale, la raza is in the house but aside from me and Freddie, we also have another guest joining us for this special, fun-filled uh, Zemet. I, I, I fucked up. You fucked <laughs> but, up. Yeah, yeah I did. Ass. You know what? I try to be like Freddie all announcer-wise. You got to be natural. I, I, you got to let it just out. Yeah. If you think about it, then you fuck it up. Yeah, I, I can't do that radio voice the way he does it. But You don't have to do it radio voice. I mean, maybe people like it when I mess up. Like, people love yeah. the bloopers at the end of the movies. But you know mm -hmm. what? Like I said, we do have another guest with us joining us for this episode. Mr. Kevin Bosch has returned. Hey, how are you guys doing? That's right. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Or as Freddie would say, hey, how's everybody <laughs> out there? <laughs> oh, man. This, I, I love it. Welcome. This, yeah, this is going to be a, a fun episode. You know, hey, real quick, bro. Um, So yesterday there was a fire at Universal Studios. It was mm -hmm. by the Minion ride, and I mm -hmm. and one of my buddies posted, and I'm like, oh, bro, like, fucking Back to the Future burned down, like, you know, and all the Masters, you know, because that's how I learned about the Masters, because of Nine Inch Nails, because they lost their Masters in that fire. That and sucks. I, I know, and then I was like, um, I was like, yeah, man. Well, you, mean the, you mean the 2008 fire? Yes, the old, the old school fire, because we started talking about that, and I, I mentioned to him, like, yeah, man, like, you know, Back to the Future, Dark Brown, that's gone, eh? like, the fire... And then you posted today, and I was completely... I didn't know that the clock tower survived the original fire. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, there were two fires. So there was a fire in 1990, which I knew about, and then there was a fire in 2008. And then in that post that I made, I said that in the 2008 fire, we lost part of the Hill Valley Town Square, but some of it you know, was saved. But somebody pointed out to me that that part that was lost was actually lost in in 1990 so like it's half of that town square had had been gone and apparently it was still dressed like part two it was still dressed like the future wow. when it burned down so we have yeah, the clock tower didn't burn down i think it's because right. somebody said that it's separate <coughs> look at it from above the clock tower is a separate building yeah. and everything else is interconnected because there's like you know it's the back of the building and the front and it's different buildings. So, I just yeah. wonder who was the fool who actually left their cigarette or their their smoke. Hey, homie, you want that smoke? No, no, yeah. for it. no, 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 yeah, it was. I read about this. It was, was it? a it was a dude, a guy who was working there, a uh, construction person who was 
doing something with like asphalt shingles and a blowtorch. Oh, and okay. then when he was done, he didn't check, and then there were still some hot spots in the shingle right. or whatever, and he walked right. away, and then that cause the fire uh, right talk so about losing your job bro. you talk talk about being a pendejo there's a there are courses there's also there's also the rumor the people talk about this that for the the 1991 some people say some people say that if there's ever a fire like that at a studio backlot right that destroys like a bunch that it's like you know that it's like kind of a little bit dark brown with the with the with the uh with his mansion like that burned oh. down because they say that like all that stuff is insured and essentially they can like be like oh we want to have new sets let's you know what if there's a fire and there's then what if you got this insurance money and hey, Arturo, to hey Arturo you need to go yeah. hey Arturo you oh, need yeah. to go for a smoke yeah a some, blink, people, blink. some people have, some people have said that they, that they like that these studios have done that where they'll like pay somebody off or they'll, dude, they'll hire somebody who's it's like, like very mafia bro dude, it's like scandalous dude, it's like, yeah, I mean it's all Scand dude, rumors, the but... entertainment is scandalous, bro. So I, yeah, I believe this shit. Hey, dude, we need a new. It, you know? Hey, we need a new studio. Hey, burn it down, Holmes. Hey, call Arturo. <laughs> oh no, he got caught last time. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Universal, man, he's like. Well, I, I bet, I bet I Universal a... cuts a check for. Hey, who's gonna take the blame, Arturo? No, give it to Jose this year. Yeah. What did you do like, with the money? I bought a new car. He's like, you want a new set? Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a new movie? Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, so many Fs. Oh my god, Fs. God damn. Yeah. Well, I, I was doing Goodfellas. Remember when they get the restaurant? Right. He's like, you don't yeah. have money? Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> god damn, wow. that sucks. Well, I mean, it, it still sucks because, like I said, a lot of the masters were gone. But I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. Like, like well, you know, they found too. that out only recently, like in 2019. Uh, some newspaper did an investigation and they found that like one of the warehouses that burned down yeah. was actually, you know, cause like all these companies, there's universal theme parks, universal studios, yeah, universal well, music. And apparently universal music was like a separate company under universal mm -hmm. and they were housing a bunch of masters there and all that stuff got wiped out and universal tried to keep yeah. it on the wraps. Uh, and it wasn't oh. until 2019 that it came out that so 10 tons years, of almost original 10 years master. later. Can you imagine yeah. being Trent Reznor and getting an email or something? Excuse me, remember those uh, masters you wanted to yeah. release? <laughs> well, they're gone now. He's like, I know you imagine? have nothing net, net records. Well, now it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> Fuck, but, prob man. but probably, you know, they, they he probably has, uh, he's got publishing, you know, but the masters, you know, the record labels always, always will own the masters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always, guys. So that's their loss. So imagine the fucking money they lost. Right. No more. And they can't ask Trenris, hey, can you come back in the studio? He's going to say, F you guys. No. I'm not going to record another master. No. Why right? am I going to go record another master? That's it. Wow. What yeah. a story. And, the, and then speak. I just, one last thing before we get into, you know, our, our special guest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Freddie. I don't know if you know this about Kevin, but Freddie, you posted yesterday about it was a Vince Neil, right? From yes. Motley Crue, his yes. voice. But oh. did you see the video that I posted? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, bro! <laughs> you know, you know, and, and I had to say something about that. You know, what I mean, listen, Vince Neil was in a you know he was Motley Crue's frontman. Okay, great. Yeah, these guys have done so much drugs, and the body has taken such a toll, especially on Vince mm -hmm. Neil. That yeah, okay, well, you know, you're coming out of the pandemic. Everybody is hard for money. They, they Vince Neil especially, he needs to go out there and make some money because he's got mansions and women to, to take care of and kids. I don't know what his deal is with, but dude, if you're gonna go out there and do a new concert, 
rehearse, get in shape. Don't wait at the last freaking minute, bro. But, and then you go out there and these people spend their hard-earned money to come and see Vince Neil. And then he just fucks it up, bro. He Look, doesn't even get, sing anymore. No, dude. Elter Skelter. Have you seen butchered. that? He butchered. Oh, on Elter Skelter. So, so there, if you look up Jumpstart My Heart, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, that's like, uh, and it's my, he literally, he's not even singing anymore. And someone does the funny videos where they'll try to like do the text to say what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> and he literally, the lyrics to Jumpstart My Heart, now it's just like, Like, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Is this at the Jimmy Kimmel show? Or? Well, he's, and now it's every concert. Like, yeah. literally every concert he does. Oh, but everyone. that was kind of like the first they did from a few years ago. Yeah. Where people were like, what the fuck? Dude, let me this? tell you something, bro. The tribute bands sound a lot better than Motley Crue. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I, I got two of them, and they sound, they look and sound like, you know, Shout Out the Devil, kind of, you know, the era. But it's that sad to see a, and that's what I'm saying, tribute bands. That's why tribute bands exist, because... Yeah. You know, there are musicians like myself who are fans of these bands and we go out and we recreate. It's an art. It's recreations of something that was once original. And the original is not there anymore with the original band. I mean, you go see these original bands. The song sounds different. They're like, what? I take on me. They'll probably do a different version of it. They're like, hey, that's not the take on me. I'm right. Used to. You know, it doesn't <laughs> sound the same. So. Yeah, Vince Neil, man, go back and, you know, don't cheat on the on the fans. That's cheating the fans, you guys. Serious. Because you know what? It's It just seems like he's just up there making, ah, oh, can't wait to get, I don't know how long his show is, 90 minutes? I doubt it. Dude, 90 minutes of that? Can you imagine that horror? He didn't even finish the show, bro. He walked out. Like, that's that's like a big F you to the fans. Wow. So, no, F you, Vince Neil. Go. Yeah, I, I, I should have sent, sent you the clip beforehand, oh. for, uh, Kevin, so you could have seen this. But yeah. trust me, after I send it to you, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Like, it's it, it's garbage. But you know, basura, I think pura basura. <laughs> but I think it's it's you know it's time that we we hop into our DeLorean and travel to our current our interview, our special interview, because we are being talking once again about the special expedition back to the future with special guest Bud Bursman. That's right, he returned and he wants to fill us in with some some exciting news and, so, and you know he, he fills in a little bit about in the current state of what he's working on some new projects but after that interview you want to stick around because we're going to keep this episode as what did you say kevin about this this is a gail zemeckis episode uh all about cars that's so right we have the the delorean time machine and then we're going to move into used cars the movie that uh that they made before back to the future that's right ladies and gentlemen so stick around after the interview because we got a special uh revisit well actually well you'll 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 hear a revisit of used cars that was released back in what 1990 so there you have it ladies and gentlemen stick around in 
No, 1980. Yeah, 80. Bro. What the hell am I saying? What the hell, bro? <laughs> there is the time Dang. circuits. I did it wrong, you know? All right, so so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the interview and then stick around. Hey, everyone. We're doing a little switch here. So instead of giving you the interview first, we're actually going to give you the revisit first. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Now it's time. <laughs> I like your comeback, bro. You're like, hey, uh, hey, how are you? Hey, you got you to gotta make it real, man. <laughs> But that was real. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm with uh, yeah, you, bro. Yeah, I'm that, with that's you. right, right? You know, it's called the edit, you know, in the edit bay. I love Kevin it. knows what's up. He's an editor. He knows how it works, right? Mm-hmm. But, mira, mira, but, mira, mira, editors. Yeah, look at that. Hey, you're an editor too, no? I know. Yeah, yeah there you go. See, we're, we're the editors in this bunch right here. But now it's, it's time to talk about, you know, we, we did one car. Now we're going to talk about many cars. Yes. But they're not new cars. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. These are used cars. Carros and this movie, usados. Yeah. And this movie was, as, as normally when we have guests, we allow the guests to decide to pick the movie. So this week's movie, we are going to be revisiting used cars. Now, Kevin, why did you mm-hmm. want to decide to do used cars? Yeah. Well, you guys always have me on for Back to the Future stuff. And, uh, but you've done all the Back to the Future movies. So uh, I figured we would look back at one of the earlier uh, films made by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, uh, written by both of them, directed by Zemeckis, produced by Gale, just like Back to the Future was. And Spielberg. Uh, and, and Spielberg produced as well. Yes, this was a Spielberg produced movie. Um, so, yeah, the four, the, the three of them back added making or they made this one first and then later made back to the future yeah and, hey, and let me let me say man what a by the way i was 10 when this came out so mm-hmm. i'm i'm the one who likes to kind of backtrack because i grew up seeing the commercials and the trailer of this movie yeah and i never got to see it i never oh, got to see yeah. it i wasn't interested because i was a kid i was 10 yeah. but i watched it and wow man this is a great film not only not the it's casting fun. The casting was great. I mean, you got Kurt Russell, you got Jack Warden, you got uh, Al Lewis, and then you got a Mexican actor, Mr. Alfonso, Mr. El Guapo. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's happening? No, no, not that guy. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you got Michael McCain. You know, you had all these people who were starting out in their career. So for me, it was like, mm-hmm. especially Kurt Russell, he's such a great well, yeah. actor. The Kurt Russell thing, which I, I, I want to I wanna say this ahead of time because I – I yeah. was hoping that you guys could also. I feel like Used Cars is two movies. It's, right. it's a movie, okay. and then in 2002, they did a commentary track for the DVD. So it's, huh. it's Zemeckis, Gale, and Kurt Russell, and it is one of the best commentary tracks I've ever listened to. Oh, wow. I need to check that um, out. And no so there's, there's some. T- oh, go on. Go on. No, I'll, I'll jump in after. Go on. There's some tidbits about that, but one of the things they talk about right off the bat that is interesting is that Kurt Russell. Um, they kurt russell most of us know him for all his like great badass movies that he makes yeah. originally he was a disney guy he was in disney movies he yes, was yes. a teenager yes you know the computer that wore sneakers and stuff like that they, they right. say that the last words that walt disney ever said was kurt russell oh um, yeah that, yeah that, yeah wow. um so it, at the beginning of the commentary track they talk about that how like the only exposure they had to kurt russell at that point galen zemeckis was all the disney movies and he made one movie about elvis um, so I think yes. that the closest I can I can relate to that is like today yeah. with um, like Zach Efron, where he was like in all those like high school musical movies, and right. then soon after he started making all those kind of raunchy comedies. <clears throat> yeah, that was Kurt Russell at the time. He was like a kids movie guy, and then he was trying to become like and, more of like a leading man raunchy right. comedy, you know. And they mm-hmm. mentioned that they were trying to get Bill Murray, 
Um, oh, really? Wow. Oh shit. Yeah. How, I would I would that would have had to worked with Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray would have had. Uh, I don't know, but no, Kurt Russell was. This was oh, just shit. made. It just it was it, to me. It seemed like it was made for him because, I mean, I've seen all Kurt Russell's movies. I've grew up watching his films, and this yes. one was like, wow, this is like when he started out. He was on fire. I mean, you can just. You know, you he made the movie interesting. Like, I want to see what this guy is. This used car sale. Yeah. Because you know, I used to sell cars. I used to sell new cars. What? I would, the, yeah, I did oh, that. Wow. God damn, Freddie, you're a uh, car salesman. Yeah, I was, bro. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes the music, the music industry wasn't there for me, so I would just jump back into whatever. And, I, and then my friend was a use. Uh, <laughs> it was out there in Cerritos car shop, that one place in Cerritos. So oh, I worked there. I worked there for a summer. And there's that's why I wanted to watch this movie because this guy's selling used cars, old 70s, like 60s, yeah. 70s. I mean, come on. And I was selling new cars. Well, actually used car, whatever, but it was like, you know, today's modern cars. But bro, yeah. bro being a sales a salesman is just a hard freaking job. It's just you have to like just the sleazing that just goes <laughs> i'm not saying dude not only that the whole like behind the desk thing with the manager you're faking your customer i couldn't do it i'm not saying that all like they're all like that but my experience it's was tough. like that and it's even though, even though, even legit even like i know you were a mechanic yesterday i went to get my car service yesterday even the, the service guy i felt was like he's like oh yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and part of me was like is he trying to get me to pay for more stuff or is this for real? You know, like it's even I service, totally, they still I, have to like. Bro, yeah. I totally get it. Thanks for my old man. God rest his soul. My old man taught me how to fix my own car. Like I was there as soon as I was a kid. I was already had a wrench in my hand helping my dad with the light. Yeah. I knew how to take out an engine out. He taught me. And of course, engines have progressed. But I know how to change the tire. I know how to look for things. But there's some things I just can't. Well, now they, make, yeah. they purposely make it impossible for you to work on the, the inside of your car. Yeah, you, you can't. have to take it to a yeah, shop. Yeah, and, and the cars in this movie, you can fit a body in, bro. Like my dad and <laughs> – seriously, did. my dad and I would oh, yeah. be on one side of each other. Of the, you can have a, the, the hood open of a Ford pickup truck and your whole body – one side and my dad would be on the other side and I would be taking out, you know, the spark plugs and, you know, it would be a 12-cylinder. So, you know, <laughs> taking – so – I totally get it, but these cars were, and I can I can relate because most of these cars that I saw in this movie, my dad fixed. Like his yeah. friends would have a Chevy or uh, a Nova. A lot I saw a lot of uh, Pintos. There was a Pinto in this movie, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. go well, ahead. when it comes to this movie, like I had never seen this movie before at all. Yeah. I, I I knew of it, but I had never seen it. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna point this out because Freddie and I. Have, have done this a few times because most of the movies we've watched are films that we have seen. But every now and again, there would be something that Freddy introduces to me, I introduce it to him. And this is one of those movies that's honestly a hidden gem because mm -hmm. it is so well done. Like when we did The Fun House, uh, I had never seen it. Freddy introduced it to me and I yeah. was like, holy shit. Like nice. people, you got to check out The Fun House. And <laughs> this is just like that movie where... There's nothing bad about this movie. Like I loved it all the way through. I I mm -hmm. was laughing, like genuinely, like just laughing at some of the. I was like, holy shit! Like I was like, how did I never see this movie? And I'm like, yeah. and it, and it upsets me that this movie did not do well in yeah. theaters. Like and and it, they explain 
like I was reading like in the commentary, they talk about how like they were screwed over by Columbia Pictures by releasing it early. Though in, in they say that in test screenings, this movie holds the records with some of the highest test screenings ever mm -hmm. that people were were like loving it and stuff and and I can see why because it's a genuinely funny movie and and yeah. I I honestly enjoyed it I'm like fuck why I have never seen this movie it should and, it should be a classic it should be animal house it, people should totally. talk about it like Caddyshack exactly you know, like because you know what this movie it just sinks into what a used carsman's portrayed you know you're gonna go yeah. in there they're sleazy they just want you to yeah don't try to sell you i mean dude these are they're selling junk cars i mean I, it to the point to where they're even selling junk cars to the schools oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are like these kids yeah. are learning how to get their driver's license and they're like hey man you got to take these cars he goes I, these kids can't learn how to drive in these cars they're all <laughs> like, hey, and then he does it that's what's funny yeah. is that later I think after Go on. Yeah. No, 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 no. no I was no. just gonna say it's it's funny because it's like in the beginning he mentions like, man, I could I could get like twelve hundred to pop or some shit like with these cars. Like, let me sell like no, those are for the kids. And the moment he dies, he's like, Fuck that deal. I'm gonna sell him the, right. the weird ice cream truck and like right. the side. <laughs> and, no. like, and, uh, and what I love about that <laughs> is that he they they sell us on it. You know, right. first when he's like, Oh, that's for the kids, and then you and then he's like, I could sell those, and then later he sells them to the guy. And the guy comes back and he's like, whatever. Or he goes, I can't. How are the kids supposed to learn in this? And he goes, you know, this. these are the sort of cars those kids are going to be able to afford. They need to learn how to drive in clunkers. Yeah. And you know what? As an audience member, I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, he sold me. But throughout yeah. the movie, they kind of do that. Like, they lie and lie and lie. But yes. they kind of get us to, like, still kind of. Like, I think in the commentary, they describe it as, like, usually the movie's like, a, the good guys and the bad guys. And this movie's like. The bad guys and the worst guys, because like Kurt Russell's still a kind of a bad guy. Like, yeah, but, yeah, they're not good people. But no, they're not. No, yeah, but there's some good within their their team. The team yeah, yeah. What sucks about this? It's like it's a it's two brothers guys fighting. Yes. Doesn't that suck? It's like two these two guys. Yeah, twin, the other one, they're twin. No, brothers. they're twin brothers. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. then you know the, the other guy is really greedy and he doesn't like his brother. He could care less for his fucking brother. And then the other guy is just a whole. He's just trying to survive. He's just and trying to survive. Yeah, survive. He's a wholesome dude. You know, well, whatever. You know, this is a different. And you see that you know Kurt Russell is just trying to grab a hold of this 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 uh, this dealership. Yeah, and that's what happens. Is it's just a well, war like, between both of them. I feel like Kurt Russell's character is slimy, but then he actually cares. Yeah, he has a yeah, heart for, for for Fuchs for the for his boss. Right, and he doesn't want to lose. Part of it is he doesn't want to lose the dealership, <laughs> but he also doesn't want to lose it. Like he he needs it because like like it's funny because like his ambition in the movie is to be more than a used car salesman, right? Yeah. Like, so he wants to run for office, but it's not like he's he's not like I want to run for office to help fix the city. He explicitly says that yes. he wants to run for office so he can be a corrupt politician. Yes. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, like, I just want to be the guy that can just, like, sign off things and get paid off. Right. Like, you know, yeah, that's, 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 and that's exactly <laughs> what happens. I mean, this movie's funny. He wants to but be a corrupt. Yeah, like, any other movie uh, today would, would be like that. Like, oh, he's kind of slimy, but he has a nice heart. He wants to be a politician to, like, fix the city. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. He no. literally wants to be a politician just to like, and then they, they mentioned that also how like the big turning point at the end is when after all the stuff is done and they get to keep the car, the car lot. And then um, 
the daughter. I forget. I, I'm really bad with names. But the, the, the woman, Bar the, the love Barbara. interest. Bar yes. Yeah, Barbara. She's a great she, actress, um, by the way. Yes, which I have a, a tidbit about that. But she, um, yeah, the big turning point is when she like, little old lady's like, oh, what about this car? And she's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, let me tell you. And it's like, they, they joke about it in the commentary, how like their big win in this movie is corrupting <laughs> this otherwise wholesome yes. Barbara. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. Once you see, I'm telling you, I I had to get out of the business, bro. Like I I just had I just saw some things that I just well, I was like I'm out. This is you know, one of the things that this is this is based on the <laughs> actual car. So when I went to go get my car at the Mitsubishi dealer, I I walk in. We were set. We're getting a car. That was there wasn't. Oh, we're gonna look around. We're gonna get a car. So I I we walk in with my dad and we're going and this young kid salesman starts helping us and we're like yeah we want to get a car but a person he's gonna get the sale out of nowhere they pull one of like the senior sales guys and he's like oh i'm gonna help him and he shoes him away and i was like that's fucked up like he literally just took his sale like that yeah. was so effed up man i'm like or, or, or did he gets a percentage of it i mean like, you're i hope so no but it has to I be mean, that way because well hey anytime <laughs> i've gone back since that moment because every month every other like i would go there was little things where i kept returning within that time frame he was gone that kid was gone but that one sales guy was always there and i was like i bet you fucking he didn't help him out and and it, and that's how they are too like back when with my old uh toyota anytime i went to the to go get the free oil change because i got it for two years um, the moment I would pull into the lot, there goes all the salesmen. They're like, "Hey," and I'm like, oh, "I'm just here for my oil oh, change." Dude, and they walk I, away because yeah. they they. And, but it's because they have to make money, man. And bro, and, yeah. you never have weekends. Your weekends are done. Mm -hmm. That's that's so. There's no way I'm a musician. There's, I say, hey, Freddie, can you work Saturday? Saturday, I have a gig, dog. Yeah, I'm that's gonna... that's that's the day. <laughs> and, and and this is like going now from transitioning from real life the way salesmen talk that's the one thing i love about this movie is i love i love kurt russell rudy's care his character rudy because the way he talks like fuck yeah. he, this is at the beginning of like his his career of all the shit that right. he does like right, yes. the year later he does escape from new york you know yeah. overboard comes in like all these films yet here like the he does it like I, I don't I don't see Kurt Russell. I hear a legit car salesman. Like this guy did it so yeah. well. The way he talks, like, hey, you like this car? You know, I'm not gonna pressure you, but you know what? You want to buy this? Like the way he does it to the first customer. I was like, man, I love his selling voice. Yeah. It is so great. Like yeah. I, it, it, it's I, sleazy used car yes. salesman, but yes, it's perfect. that's what makes a sale. That guy, if that guy, if you, because mm -hmm. look. We all, we as as consumers who buy, we like to be, you know, if we're going to make a purchase, we want someone to make us feel, you good. know, good. And yeah, if you yeah. feel, because I know, mo yeah, most salesmen are very, I hate the pushy ones. I even tell them, I go, dude, bro, just chill out, relax, okay? If I, if I need something, <laughs> yeah. I'll come. Hey, in, the helmet, okay? <laughs> come in, can, I just, can I put my foot in, bro? I haven't even walked in the fucking store and you're already barking yeah. at me. No, <laughs> that's bad already. No, yeah. let me fucking do my shit. So yeah, Kurt Russell, man, he was just like, yeah. you're like, all right, dude, yeah, well, huh, twelve hundred? No, how about all right? You yeah, know. I, I'll buy a car from him, man. I love the I way think, he did it. I think what works with Kurt Russell in this movie is that usually, like, I think the original, original, original version that this movie was based on was a Zemeckis. I mean, Spielberg and John Milas had an idea for a used car sale movie, and yeah. they wanted uh, George Hamilton, 
Do you guys remember George Hamilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted him. The tan guy, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that you look at George Hamilton and you know he already has that kind of sleazy look and feel. I think that's why Kurt Russell works well here because we always picture used car salesmen as these like sleazy, slimy, like very like, hey, you know? Um, And then, but if they put that in the movie, the audience wouldn't buy it. Like we'd be like, yeah, he's sleazy. Kurt Russell is like handsome, charming. He, he like, He's becomes your friend. He's sleazing, but he plays it in a way where he actually like convinces us as the audience that he's an okay guy. Because that's really what the the most like sleaziest car salesman people do. They (laughs) don't seem sleazy. They actually like when I think back at times when I bought cars and stuff, it's like, oh, that (laughs) guy probably was a little sleazy, but he was so charming that I was like, oh, this is one of the good ones, you know. And that's what Kurt Russell does. He's like. He doesn't play it sleazy. He plays it like he's a genuinely kind of like good because there's a little bit of, of sincerity in him. Um, <laughs> but that, that's why it works so well for Kurt Russell. Bro, let me tell you, my first car experience, my dad went with me. We went to go see this car. I, first of all, my first car was $500. It was a AMC, American Motor Company, Rambler 1966, four-door. Wow. It looked like a grandma car. I couldn't pick up chicks in that car. I once picked <laughs> up a girl in that car, bro. I was excited, and it was a, it was a stick shift from the tree, you know, the, from the. Uh, so I went to go. I, I went to go pick up my date in that car, and I was all happy. And it was white tinted black windows. I had a cassette player. I bought it for my neighbor, five hundred bucks. All right, fuck it, let's do it. So I picked her up, dude. As soon as I showed up, I walked out. She looked at me. She said, am I getting in that car? Is that your grandma's car? I was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? She was like, you're not taking me out of that car. I'm wow. like, I was like, really? Okay. So what I did, I just got in my car and I took off. And then I just. All right. So, but, so after that, I was like, there's no way I can. It's like, I like the car. So I was like, whatever. So I worked hard. <laughs> and then I ended up getting a, P- oh, what was a Ford probe. Remember the Ford probes? Mm. No, <laughs> I don't know cars okay. unless it's the DeLorean or the Batmobile yeah. or the eighteen. Well, Batman. that one looked like <laughs> that one looked like a Star Wars Stormtrooper car. It was dropped. That was my first car. It was used yeah. to. I think I got it for twenty grand. So I went to this dealership on Firestone. It was like there were so many dude, but I don't you know. There were so many dealerships there that we picked one, and this car was up on our high riser. It looked really nice, so yeah. I stopped and looked at it. <laughs> the dealer man comes out. He was wearing like a suit, man. And he was like, "Hey, what's up, Vic? How are you, man? Gilmas." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm looking for it's this car. All right, you like it, eh?" I was like, "Yeah, I like it very much. Hey, hey you like chicks?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you can get a lot of girls with this car. Man. It's a stick shift, you know. You look, hey, you look, you're looking pretty. You look like Duran Duran, hey. You like Duran Duran? Hey, hey. And then you go, hey, Arturo, lower the car so this kid can uh, check out the car, hey. Check it out. I was like, oh my god, this guy's. He's just like very just. And I and then I saw. I was like, well, let me think about it. And sure enough, he was like, just hey, this is a. It doesn't have a lot of mileage, you know. And this guy, this is your first car. It's a good car. Blah blah blah. Sure enough, I ended up getting that car. But uh, what I was trying to say is like the experience of these salesmen. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, this was my first big purchase. My dad was, he'd say, hey, I'll help you. I'll co-scientist to get you yeah. first your, your credit. And then you're on, 
you got a job, you're on, you know, because my dad was just like that. I want you to learn how to get your credit, blah, blah, blah. This is your responsibility. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was scared signing the contract. So everything that I saw in this movie, like that company, you know, like that family buying this car and knowing oh. that this car is just a piece of shit, you know, and it's yeah. just like, you're just trying to make the sales a quota for the end of the month. They'll tell you anything just to sale, make that well, sale. That, that scene with um, when, when, um, Kurt Russell's Rudy's trying to he's trying to like sell a car and he's in the office and then he's trying to be like fifty dollars it's gonna cost fifty dollars more and the guy's like fifty dollars no you know yeah. fifty dollars never killed anybody he's like I'm gonna have to talk to my man it's my boss and he leaves yeah. and then that's right when, yeah. when the when his boss was being like tortured in that car and he comes running in having having a stroke yeah and the, the car buyer's like oh no I killed him like yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, you're, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we won't do, like, they yeah, get the sale. <laughs> Dude, by the way, there was some really dramatic, like, hard scenes in this film. Like, that guy dying, the way he died, mm -hmm. and then just kind of like... They you know, they basically murdered him. They murdered, and then they buried him in the bed. Oh, but they didn't murder him. No, no, oh, they didn't. No. The, the other people did. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's dark, because he went, and, and he knew, hey, this will kill my brother. So he sends out the guy to purposely drive <laughs> his car like that. So with the intent of killing his brother, like holy oh, yeah. hell, like he, didn't he care. killed his own brother, yeah, and yeah. then and then these That's guys are time. like, hey, you know, we'll just bury him in the back, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, then, and then and then towards the end too, you see him again, and then they slams him again. Not only how he's buried, they burned and then he gets, his they body. Burned his body. <laughs> I'm like, damn, poor old man. I know they Boy, like destroy him, dude. Poor old like, man. That that's that's yeah. what's funny. And then like speaking of the what you mentioned, Freddie, about the family, I gotta say that scene as a whole was hilarious. We're like they're 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 this was after that commercial where like you see the lady with yes. the boobs and yes. I, I, it wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was a football game and Lenny and Squiggy were there trying to do the Yeah, game. it was so, awesome. So it was cool because like, well, first the family, let's let's talk to that commercial. So they're doing a commercial and they have a woman and somehow her dress gets caught, so she's standing there just bare boobs and she's in her panties and she's like ah and then they're like people everywhere in america are like oh and it's funny because the kids are like all like at home like oh look at look at look at and even the dad and the mom's like trying to change the channel the mom's like oh my god it's so <laughs> yeah. gross so then the next day that whole family shows up to buy the car yeah and then you got you know jeff played by garrett graham who's holding this dog what's the i don't remember the name of the dog and he's like um, i love Toby. that dog Totally. Okay, he's like, oh, Toby wants you to dog. get this dog. And they're like, come yeah. on, Dad. He's like, do a test drive. And I love how they did that where he's like, all right, now go on there. And I knew this movie, like, because I saw, like, the nudity. I was like, oh, shit. So I, at first I was like, oh, maybe it's an old movie. I'll have, we'll watch it with the family. But I send them watching oh, no. it by myself. Yeah, I ended up <laughs> watching it by myself because that one scene where the guy dies yeah. – and then there's like a sex scene. You're like, oh shit. Yes. Okay. okay. The, uh, his yeah, partner is having that. that yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna bring that <laughs> that one scene up. His partner is having sex on top of a car, and you see the camera as it's rolling. Yeah, and, it's it like, pants, and you just see his bare ass with the woman that he oh. was helping earlier. Oh my god. What I love. What I so love. So that, that scene at the uh, at the football stadium. You know how he puts on those glasses, the Groucho yeah. Marx glasses and stuff. So they talk about this in the commentary how originally they had to reshoot that right because originally and you can still see it on the kurt russell side the glasses weren't regular glasses they were in, the nose was a penis 
So they were like these oh novelty glasses that were God. bought at a sex store that that was a penis. Yeah. So originally, like the you know the the the, the Playboy <laughs> model and and Jeff put on the glasses and Jeff's like we look like a couple of dicks and whatever. And then the studio saw it and they're like, oh, we can't have that. You guys have to reshoot that with regular regular Groucho right. glasses and whatever. Uh, so you can still see it on the on the, on the Kurt Russell side. You can sort of see the penis. Yeah. But then the, the huge irony that I find is that the studio's saying. Hey, you know this scene where a woman's dress falls off and then somebody grabs her and oh, like yeah, pumps her do. tits? Like you can't have a fake penis in that scene. You can't have a fake. <laughs> right? We're, we're like, okay with the female nudity, but not not we're the okay fake. With the female nudity like, exactly, and also not the, not right. the fake pee pee. No, we don't want that. No, get rid of that. But it's right. okay. The woman's okay. <laughs> also, there's another scene too, and that's what I'm saying. In this movie, it was like so 80s. There's one scene with Alfonso, the actor Alfonso mm-hmm. Rao. Oh yeah. Well, this uh, the El Guapo guy. Hey, he's uh. Remember he like tells he's like he's like buying some stuff from no. Uh, he's buying all those cars. Yeah, yeah, and then he reaches out. And he's like, hey, este gringo, what's that? Está loco, este gringo. And then he pushes the girl, and then he t- grabs her. Did you see yeah. that scene when he grabs yeah, her? Yeah, he's like he acts like he's trying to help her down. Yes, but, but he, he grabs gra- her boob. Gra- it's like <laughs> No, I didn't I catch know. that. I missed that. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. I missed that. It's, yeah, I was watching it's... this with a friend of mine and we you know, it's a funny movie, but yeah, like that's the sort of thing. Obviously like in that the movie like, it's all consensual. The actress yeah. is okay with it and stuff. But just having but also I think that works in these movies though because these actors are all all these characters are sleazy they're not meant to be like yeah or like or, or or like role models so like that that character right that, right you know right. he's kind of a sleazy guy so yeah. yeah i'm not saying it's okay but i'm saying like i think it works because they kind of these characters are terrible already but that's what i'm so saying that just, times times have changed that now yeah. we see that yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. when i saw that and i noticed it and some other, throughout some of the film because it's not just yeah. once yeah. you know it's, it's like, it's like Santos you didn't catch that one but yeah, yeah you I, see him like wow so you think about it 1980s the way things were of what was allowed for you know and how did you know mm-hmm. studios were working with women and what women were uh, allowing to do in film and to compare to what is today I mean you see that I mean you're like wow okay we've it's changed a lot you know? yeah yeah and, that, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah and you know going back to really quick alfonso like um i like that the, the i don't know the voice the over i mean i don't know if he hey. really talks like that but like hey you got the car and you got the guy he kind of sounds oh, like yeah. us when we do it i was like man i'm up but that's what they would do if you had a latino in, yes. in a movie back in back the when they had to be like that and, and and it's funny because it reminded me of uh, they did La Llorona Maze at Universal back in like 2012 or something like oh that. My and the commercial, I no lie, I I I did this for Brothers Bear. I I, I remember I knew it where they they literally would the commercial was like he's like oh no no when you're walking through the maze they tell you the story and it's like she was looking for her kids but she couldn't <laughs> find them and that's when she started to cry. I'm no lie, I'm not exaggerating. That's literally the voice they were using 
for the walkthrough May story part. And then she came after you crying. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, it's like Speedy Gonzalez. And they reminded me of that. But at <laughs> least this, it's like, okay, it sucks. But that's how they, they made us sound in the 80s and the 70s. I get it. Okay. Time no, to but change. Was, no, but it was funny because I, I, I remember that role on The Three Amigos. That's the first time I seen yeah. him do that role. Yeah. yeah, but it was, but he already had that accent before. That's probably why they pulled him for it. Why? Right. They loved it so much. And that, yeah. you know, that's cool. But uh, going back to the original point <laughs> no, of like. No, no, and, and hold on. And, and, that, and that actor went on to be like a really well regarded filmmaker. Oh, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. dude, he's, he's a, like a he's director. A real, yeah, he's a well-known director in Mexico. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I posted a clip recently for um uh what you call the Three Amigos. So I started looking up the cast just out of curiosity, and I I saw him and I and I was like I started looking at his IMDb and I was like, holy shit! I did not picture that. Like, cause it's like usually you'll pull people, especially if they're not white, their careers they pull them for the one film and that they're done. You don't really mm-hmm. see them much. But I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, fuck, this guy That's had an actual it. career. That's what I'm saying. This the casting was great because everybody here who was in this was already huge. Like Al Lewis, I mean, dude, yes. he was the the judge. You know, everybody knows him by the oh Monsters. yeah, Grumpa Monster. Yeah, yeah. Was was, it that. was it was great for him to see him in that role because it totally fit. You know, he was totally a judge, just the yeah. way judges are. And uh, and all well, he cared about was playing golf. That's what yeah, was funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, you know, this, I'll this probably film, have enough time for some uh, eighteen I was, rounds. You know, I trip out because I like to kind of go back and revisit like the locations of these films. This was all filmed in Arizona. It looks mm-hmm. like, right? Yes, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and good. I, I want to try and visit it someday because I think that'd be that'd be cool. But yeah, it was all shot out there. Yeah. Well, do you, again, think, do you think the location? God damn it! <laughs> sorry. Oh my! I gotta sorry. finish my story. I'll, I'll go ahead. Well, it's more so the scene. I just want to finish the scene was okay. the the fact that like. You know, this was the part where, like, my son came in, so I'm like, I hope they don't show anything bad because he was getting ready for bed. <laughs> but I love, I it, it, luckily it wasn't, but it was, it made me and him, my my son laugh hard because I'm, a, I don't know, like, if this is my favorite scene in the whole movie, and it's a whole because when the family comes to buy the car, the kids and the family all get in the car, and then he puts the dog down. And he signals to the dog. He's like, all right, like, you know what to do. And the dog crawls under the car and plays dead. He puts a rock under the uh, under the tire. And when it runs over, he's like, ah! And it looks like he ran over the dog. And I didn't realize this until I read it. Maybe they say it in, in the commentary. But I was like, man, they got a real-looking dead dog. Like, what the fuck? That was an actual dog who was knocked out with sedatives. Like, that dog... Yeah look like it was i was like holy shit like when i read that i was like fuck but it's hilarious and then he gets him to buy the dog so that whole gimmick and then the i don't know if well, this he doesn't was, buy the dog he, the, the i mean not the bit, dog the the car, the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they buy the car and when they're driving <laughs> i had to pause the movie but when they're driving away there's two kids in the back waving <laughs> 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 Damn, oh, wow. <laughs> it's driving away and it, it bumps on the curb. The two fucking kids fall out the car. What's <laughs> 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 uh, Your <laughs> demented mind, dude. You two kids who fall on their face on the concrete. In mud. In mud. In mud. In mud. And the dad drives away and they get upset. <laughs> And I was like, I hope 
that wasn't planned. <laughs> and even if it was part of the script, that shit was hilarious. No. <laughs> it looked so real. <laughs> no, and it's <laughs> and earlier, remember earlier in the beginning, he he has that he puts bubble gum on that bumper. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. sells the car, and then the guy drives out, and the bumper falls off. And that's yeah. So it's like a callback uh, to that. But then, fun fact about oh that is that God. those two kids, yeah, were the were the kids of the stuntmen. They were oh, stuntmen really? kids. Yeah. Wow. So that's like so they like that's how they got away with it. Uh, hey kids, <laughs> what you guys want to make some money? Yeah, you got to and all that. <laughs> yeah, they had football gear. <laughs> yeah, and then they had that mud there. But yeah, that was that was like the stuntmen's <laughs> kids. Uh, and this uh, movie's crazy with stunts. And the commentary talk about oh, that. Dude, how, like they had so many stuntmen around that the stuntmen would always suggest things like crazy things, and they'd be like, "Sure, like guys, because they had so many stuntmen around." Let's see the, if Freddie brings it up. The cars, the cars, look at. Back in the day, those cars were steel. Not like today's fiberglass. So the stunts were hard on those cars because those cars are heavy. Mm. So if they were jumping up or, or like the stunts that we saw, like, you know, oh, my God, it's just metallic hitting. Like, great. What a great scene when they're all trying to get to the to the to the garage, I mean, mm -hmm. to the uh, dealership to make it in time. Oh, know, that for... big ass, that big yeah. ass scene. Yeah. And yeah. that scene, can you imagine what it took in the desert because the, they went off road? And all those cars, bro. Just I was like, oh my god, the stunts on this car. Well, I was I mean, on I, these cars. I was reading. I'm assuming uh, you, Kevin, you probably have this from the commentary, but that they that they just said, hey, we'll pay you guys 15 bucks and bring your own car. And yeah, it was, it was just, just extras. Yeah, it was just a bunch of extras, extras with their own bring car. Your car. Yeah, Dude, yeah. there were Chevys, Fords. A lot of back in the day, I mean, there were that all was American a fun cars. chase scene. I love that yeah. scene, it was so fun. Like, it, yeah, and it was but, like, and it was like uh, the chariot, you know, it's kind of like Ben Hur, yes, yeah, you know, this chariot race, you know? yeah, yeah. And then for those listening, what happens is that see, they're the they're really strict when they make their commercials, they can't lie. That's the one thing when they do because they can't false advertise, right? Well, somehow. When when Barbara comes in and she takes over the shop with everything after the father and so on and so forth, she does a commercial. They alter her the commercial, and they made it seem like she sells a mile. She has a mile of worth of cars, right? And then so it's like, oh, she's so in trouble. Hundred cars. Yeah. So they have to prove this. So at that point, they're able. I, I that's like a redeeming factor where he has all this money. He decides not to be shady. Uses the money to buy all these to cars. Help Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. To give it to also the kids like you guys are gonna and which what's your name um the actress she was from back to the future um because she, she's in a well, lot of the whole list okay yeah list we'll, of, we'll talk um, about that because i'm, I'm figuring yeah actors. we'll bring that up but it, but there's a scene where with with bit i mean um not 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 beef uh he played beef in fucking phantom of the paradise uh jeff uh gary uh the actor uh, please, I hope they have this in the commentary. If you have any uh, something they talked about this, I swear I've seen this before on on crazy stunts like those lists and shit. So Jeff is very superstitious. He finds out he's driving a car that that's red, and he hates red. So he gets out the car and he starts walking backwards. <gasps> like yes. I can't, I can't. Yes. and the car. At the last yes. second, yes. misses him, and I'm like, yes. wow, Dude. like one. Yes. Today, CG. You know for no. a fact, CG. Oh, bro. Today, is you you didn't hit you you didn't listen to the commentary. No, but that is literally what they said in the commentary. Wow. They were talking about that scene because the the stunt driver kind of cut it. Nobody thought he was going to get that close. 
They Fuck. thought he was going to swerve away earlier. And even the actor, the actor really? afterward was like, well, what's the big deal? Because he didn't see it. But the stunt driver got really close. But Zemeckis said, Zemeckis said, I would never do that again today. He's like, today we would do that as a green screen, as CGI. Dude. Uh, like, I, we would never do that stunt like I'm, that ever, you know. I'm so glad you pointed that. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that scene because I was, that one has... I just, I was like, wow, I even just had to stop and rewind it. Dude, that was so incredibly like one of the craziest stunts in actor. Yes. And I mean, it's so close. And yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The This movie was like raw stunts. Like, I guess they were just in, inventing these new stunts and they were yes. very dangerous. You don't see these kind of stunts today, you know? And what I mean, was cool? The, stunt, that... the train stunt was, they said in the commentary, the train stunt was a uh, first of its kind. Nobody had done that stunt. And one of the stunt drivers wanted to drive the car. Right. And then the stunt coordinator was like, there's no point in having a human inside the car because nobody will see it. So, like, we can't let you drive it. But the stunt oh. driver just wanted to be in there just so he could say that he, he did drove it. this one yeah. in a lifetime stunt, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that that where he walks backwards where the, yeah. the character Jeff, get, you know, Gary, because you're saying that he had no idea. Because the one, I, I feel like, they had to have him walk backwards because if he walked forward seeing the car, he could have flinched or something and they could have ruined the shot where he would have, you know, but here, yeah, he had, so he can't see the car, but he has to walk at a certain pace and that driver swerves at the last minute. And I was like, man, like that, that Talk is about timing. Yeah. That, timing, that the yeah. way that scene is done and for laughs, like it's very much goes back to the days of like, Keaton, you know, Charlie or Lloyd, oh, yes. like those silent, they would do stunts like that. Like right. the last minute, you know, a train turns, like I've seen like in some bits like that. So I was like, to see that one, it made, like, oh, that's fucking cool that it's they're like amazing. going back to that level. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that is so dangerous because they could have killed the guy. I think, and it's, I think it's a very, if you think about it, it's actually a very basic stunt. It's a guy who's walking across the street. And then somebody swerves. And, and if they had done it like that, like if the stern driver had just kind of like swerved right before and kind of gotten off the, into the grass and like whatever, it still would have been, it still would have worked. Yeah. And it still would have been funny. But the way that the stern driver decided to do it, which was like swerve at the last possible minute. Yeah. Like, and that's what they, none of them were expecting that. Dude, Gale, I see that. Actor, I, I see that every day. That. I see that every day here on Melrose, bro. <laughs> People are swerving their ass. People get, have gotten. Yeah. Dude, seriously, man, that was just like yeah. so close. Yeah. So if you guys are into stunts, this is a movie to watch. Seriously. Yeah, especially it's, it's that. That's, that's up there. And if if one of the and this is one of the things that they talk about in the commentary, which I love, is like you guys really have to listen. To, if you love this movie, yeah. this is to you guys and also to everybody out there. If you watch this movie, you love it. Listen to the commentary because the commentary is next level. It's not just informative. Oh, I'm buying the Blu-ray, bro, because oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this movie. This is a fun movie that I would watch yeah. with friends. Be like, hey, we gotta so, watch this. Let me let me I wanna play a clip from uh, early on in the commentary. This is kind of like the, the tone of the commentary and throughout you, at first they try to be, especially Gail tries to be kind of informative. Like, oh, in this scene, but then at a certain point, it's just three guys watching a movie, and it gets to the point where they're almost like, This is what I love about them. There's a lot of there's things in the movie that are kind of bad or wrong or like badly made. Yeah. And they'll comment on it. Like they kind of make fun of it. Like the courtroom. I remember watching this a little while ago in a courtroom scene. Part of me thought, why are there so many people in this fucking courtroom for this like trial about nothing? Yeah. And then in the commentary, one of them says that. They're like, oh yeah, all these people. 
in this courtroom? Why are they here? <laughs> Let me play this clip because this, yeah. this will give you an idea. All right. Hopefully, let's see. I'll let you know if we can actually hear it. That's where everybody was hanging out. You know, this, this whole movie for me was like a blur because I was. This was I. I just, were you part of the? Were you part of the crew that was? No, 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 no. I didn't know. I didn't know all that was happening. I, I didn't know. either. I mean, that was that's news to me. That's the problem. I never know whatever. I never know when I'm directing a movie. I never know who's sleeping with who <laughs> or, or who's, who's cranking, crank, and cranking. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, the directors of what last one to find out anything that's going on. Well, you usually hear that shit in the in the makeup trailer too. It's like well, that's why. I never I go never, in the makeup trailer. I never, and I never pick up on it. That's right. I don't. I, I hate going in the makeup trailer. <laughs> it scares me in there. <laughs> you know, I'm never know. going. I never it's go. Right. You I don't feel like I'm going. You know, going, you're, you know you're, you're walking in the. You know, all you hear is God, Bob. I don't. Oh no! I don't. Sorry. I want everybody to know I'm coming 50 yards away. It's that's that's the the vibe the whole. That's time. awesome. These, these three guys just hanging out, having a good time, and like. They, 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 they're watching the movie like us like we'd be like oh my god that stunt but then they're right. like oh yeah. my god that stunt or, or, they, or they'll say like oh that's so dumb like it doesn't make any sense like why did we have that but they're yeah. almost like shitting on the movie a little bit but it's because <laughs> it's such a fun movie and they keep pointing out times when there's like errors like there's in that scene with uh when they're trying to when they have uh fukes in the car and they're trying to kill him or the guy's trying to kill him right and it, it's crazy stunts um there's a part, and if you go back, you can watch it, you'll see it, but they point it out. They're like, there's a part where, like, you see that the car hits a camera. And then you get, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we were going to have the guy running the camera, but then at the last minute, one of the guys was like, don't, don't have him running the camera, just have it automatic. And then the car, like, you see some lights and a camera in the frame, and the car runs through the camera. But they're like the filmmakers oh, wow. are like pointing this out, like they're but they're pointing it out in a funny <laughs> like, way. Check out, right. check out our errors. <laughs> yeah, check out, check out. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's all there's a scene. Yeah, go ahead. There was a scene where when the car when they they're when they're making it seem like the car exploded, like it, it drove you know the guy's car, that guy's car, and they told a story about how they had a camera operator, uh -huh. an assistant camera operator who was running the camera, and he was inexperienced and he was it was filming. And he had his finger on the button, and then when the thing exploded, he got so scared that he like hit the like, button and stopped filming. Oh, and, like, and I guess it's like the, the commentary was twenty years after the movie was made, so it's enough time for them to, to laugh at themselves. Yeah, but yeah, they're just telling these stories like it's like look, look how bad our movie is, but they're also like this is such a great movie. Like, you know? well, you sold me on it because that's why knowing that the comment like because this commentary like one you get the director, get a writer, and you get the actor. So that's what's cool. I love Russell. when, yeah, yeah, it's a so Carousel like, film, man. Come on, and, and then plus, like I said, I love, I love this. This I really enjoyed this movie. Like I'm telling you, there's little bits, there's jokes. Like I really enjoyed Jim the Mechanic, uh, yes. by Frank, yeah. Mc who I passed away like two weeks ago. Right. Um, actually, that yeah, he just recently passed away, and I knew him from Batteries Not Included. That's where like yes. really he stood out for me. But I love the part where after the commercial, when you know with the family that scene. There's a guy, he's like, get in the car, man. He's like, get in the car. And he keeps talking. He's like, oh, I don't want to. He's like, get in the car. You can test drive. Come on, get in the car. And at one point, he's like, just get in the fucking car. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about the way he says it. Because, all right. <laughs> I, he's, he's great in the movie. Like, you know, and, and one of the last things I want to say um, is that it's random how, like, when he's doing his, like, the, the, the bad you said they're doing their little carnival with the camel yes. and all that and then out of nowhere 
you see strippers like dancing or more like burlesque because they have like yeah, the yeah, yeah. burlesque and everybody families are all rushing over like what really like <laughs> if i'm with my family i'm be like yeah we're not going over there what the fuck <laughs> that's what my that's what my friend jerry said she was watching it and she goes why are those moms running over there why are the moms right and they're the like they start dancing the like you see with the kid and you're like what <laughs> I do the 80s, bro. It was crazy, bro. I think that's oh, just man. the way it was. It's like, what's uh, this? Also, what's this? <laughs> but I also feel like this movie is very raunchy and it has some things that like today totally. could be like if made today it could be a little bit problematic. But it's not like there's some movies out there like if you think about like I forgot what movie it is, like Revenge of the Nerds or something where like literally there's like an implied date rape. Yeah, they, yeah, it's Revenge joke, of you know? the Nerds. Like, I was this, gonna mention this, that earlier. Yeah. This movie as raunchy as it is and as borderline as it is, it doesn't have that. Like, there's nothing where, like, they're making fun of somebody who's, yeah. like, oh, they have they have strippers or they have, like, this, like, Playboy model who, like, her clothes happens to fall off. But, like, you know, like, but it's not, it's it's a little bit problematic, but it's not, like, abusive. Right. It doesn't cross a line. I think that's really, actually, that's actually why the movie works so well because it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of being bad, but it's not being entirely bad. You that's know? what I'm saying about this movie. It's so classic in 1980 that this is, this is what they were pushing. Yes. Okay, and this is what yeah. they got. They got. They got away with, you know, the during that time. Beginning of the '80s, bro. Yeah, it was right? the beginning love, of the '80s, dude. It's I great. love the um, the scene that is. I, this is one of those where it's like, would this work today? And I think it wouldn't work today, but it works as an old movie because even in, in the commentary they talk about it. How like while they were shooting it, they're like, maybe we shouldn't have them do the voices. But the scene where Kurt Russell comes out, where Rudy comes out. And he like goes up to like there's there's a bunch of people there and he goes up to this like white couple and it's like oh hey what's what's uh, Mr. and Mrs. what and they're like O'Malley he's like oh Rudy O'Brien let me let me show and he does like the the Irish voice and then he's right. the Latino family he's like Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Lopez oh uh, and then he like oh yeah I'm Rudy Garcia yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like he has a black couple he's like Mr. and Mrs. and they're like Jackson he's like rudy rudy washington carver right here and he kind of does, <laughs> yeah. he does a little bit of like a, a latino accent and black accent but he doesn't do it like over the top it's like yeah, a little bit right. and i think it, and then they were talking in the commentary how like they were unsure if that was okay back then wow um wow. but i think it's one of those where like it's it's even though it's like that sort of stuff is kind of frowned upon today it still works because rudy is obviously kind of a sleazy person but they also don't push it. They don't make a whole scene out of it. They don't make them dress up right. in a sombrero. They don't make them like, you know, no. like say, you know, like it's yeah, just yeah. like a little bit and then they move on. It and would work today. I believe movies. so. Because it's like, it, it, it gives you the vibe of a, 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 a sleazy car salesman will go to any length yes. to, to like get the car. Now, it, yeah. You know. Now, let me say, I mean, not all car salesmen are like that. Okay. We're not saying that all car salesmen are like that. No. But you know, because I, I know I got friends like, hey, man, yeah, I'm a car salesman. Know, what up, dude? Up. What's up, man? We're like, no, no. There's some good car salesmen of who course. are really cool and they tell you what's up, you know, and they take care of you. And But there's some other ones who like to extend and are greedy than yeah, others. I'm, I'm glad you're saying this. <laughs> yes, because I see I mean, it's. We it's, don't want to offend any car salesmen. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I got to see, but it was, just wasn't for me, you know. And then I got into the digital world and I was selling cars online. Remember CarsDirect.com in, what was it, 2000, I guess it came out? And, and that was crazy because people were buying. A, a huge ticket price and getting it delivered in their house. That was awesome. And now it's happening again. It, there's a new company that's doing yeah. exactly what this company was doing 
you know, 20 yeah. years ago, you know, or whatever. You know, but, I think, okay, go on. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like the car salesmen always, they always get fucking like well, blamed you, because they're like, they don't car want salesmen yes. more so. It, yeah. It's kind of like, you know what? It's just a stigma. It's like cops and donuts. Cops right. are known for eating donuts. Like it's always been for years. Like I, I, since I was a kid, like that's how I connect cops. And I mean, the Simpsons, you know how they do that. So that's why, like, that's how I feel. It's like you salesmen have that stigma as a you salesman is slimy. And they do that in TV and film. So it's one of those. But yeah, it's not everybody's like that, right, you know? Right, so, right. but yeah, but, uh, you know, before we finish off on our film, I do want to get into the cast. I know Kevin mentioned he had some yeah, yeah. tidbits about the cast. Because like I said. I want to well, I, I talk a little bit about. I bet, I bet. We can leave this for last. But I kind of want to like talk about the connections to this movie to Back to the Future. Right. There's, oh, a, okay. there's a bunch of connections. Of course. I mean, cast, this is our but, Back you know, to the Future full on episode. Right, right. So let's connect them. Um, but yeah, if we want to talk about anything else before that or any of the other casts, uh, feel free um, to. I just, I mean, it's just like one Jack Warden. Oh, he's like, you know, what's the diabetes guy um, from Cocoon? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can't remember um, his name right now, but you know who I'm talking about. Diabetes. Uh, oh, he was in Cocoon. He, he sold yes. oatmeal. Like that actor to me always seemed old. And Jack Warden. Yes. Aside from uh, 12 Angry Men, because I, oh, I yeah, love dude. that, the, the original, I have that shit. I watch it all the time. Uh, that's the only time he looked young. Any other time, this guy always looked old. I mean, he was always old to me. And to know that he died in 2006, like, how old was he in 1980 playing an yeah. old man with heart He problems? was wearing makeup. He was wearing makeup. Wow. Oh, they really? talk about so, the makeup that they, they had. They made him look older. Oh. Um, dude, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. tell you, man, that's some good makeup from the 80s, bro. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. like, I was like, fuck, wow. how old is this guy? I mean, I think so, he was already old, but I think yeah. well, they made him look right. much older. Are you guys good at math? Because he died in 2006. He was 85. So if you minus to 1980, what is that? 40? I don't know. That's 25 years, right? I, I guess I don't know. I, I'm, I'm bad at math. So he was he was how old was he when he died? He was uh, 85. So he was like 60, 60. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, like so I said, that, he's always being old to me. He was in Problem yeah. Child. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Christopher Lloyd, where Christopher Lloyd always seemed old. Right. Yeah, Picture, exactly. He was like he was like that's what my 50. wife was saying that he's yeah. always looks old, Christopher Lloyd. You know, yeah. and then uh, I'll, I'll I already mentioned Frank. Marie, who uh, I'm Murray, right? McCree, I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologize. <laughs> Jim the mechanic. I already brought him up. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll speak last. Where uh, Garrett Graham, like I, re I really loved him in the stuff I've seen him because I, I uh, if you've ever seen Phantom of the Paradise, he plays a character named Beef. He's like a musical who gets electrocuted by the Phantom. Like I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I thought he was great. When I saw him, I was like, "Oh, dude, I, I love this guy. I can't wait to see." You know, I think he was like, "What's the movie?" Terrorvision. He was also now, uh, fucking Child's Play two. So I was like, "I'm, I'm excited to see what this guy." And then to know that the crazy ass stunt was done by him, I'm like, "Dude, it was so yes. good to see him in this movie." I was like, "Man, I love this guy." Like, I wish he was at a level of Kurt Russell acting wise because i thought he was yes. he was great in the and the way he over like his his acting with the whole superstition so i thought it was great but that that's that's what i want to say about like the actors i don't know if freddie wants to add uh on his actor like what he felt but if not then we'll just go on to the the connections of back to the future and the actors that you know kevin wanted to say 
No, I'm good. I mean, I love all the actors, and I mean, this is a movie that I would watch over and over again, right? In the background, still for yeah. laughs, but uh, right, we can go on. Yeah, we can go on with the well, connection. My, well, let me tell you first before we we go to, into that. Like, this is kind of connected. Like, the first time I met Bob Gale was in 2002. It was around the time that they had recorded this commentary. Okay, um, but he had released a movie called Interstate 60, and the first fest- film festival that I worked at, I can I I got them. I I, I got the programmers to watch it in hopes that they would put it in the festival and then in hopes that they would bring Bob Gale. And then they watched it, they liked it, they brought Bob Gale and I got to hang out with Bob Gale. I'm like 19 years old hanging out with Bob Gale, driving him around. But what I remember is that the the main guy of the film festival, you know, so this is a guy that watches much bunch of movies, foreign films, independent films, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, when I told him like, hey, can you, you know, this is a movie by the, by the writer of Back to the Future. He's like, okay, like he knew I love Back to the Future, so he was like, okay, we'll we'll look at it, whatever, and they ended up liking it. But right before, like the day that Bob Gill arrived, right before, he comes to me and goes, because I get he was writing up or he had written up um the the the, the synopsis. So he, yeah, you know, and he goes, Kevin, Bob Gill wrote used cars. I love used cars. Now, like this is like you know, uh, like, a, like a film festival like president who like watches a bunch of foreign and he loved used cars. So he didn't even cool. know the connection. So like, that's what I'm saying. There's people who have seen this movie who like love it, who don't understand like, oh, it's Zemeckis, it's Gale. But you know, they just like, they just love the movie because it's just a really well-made yeah, fun movie. You know? It is. Yeah. Um, okay. So the connections to Back to the Future, there's a bunch. So as you were mentioning the, I'm, I'm really bad with names here. So you're going to have to like cue me in. Um, but the, the actress, Barbara, uh, what's okay. your name, Deborah? Barbara. Uh, yeah, Deborah, yeah, Barbara. Har- Deborah Harmon. 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 Yeah, so she, she was in just she, the ten of us. So she oh, is. She's she's the first person you see in Back to the Future. She is the newscaster on the TV. Ah. That, that talks about that talks about the uh, the plutonium nuclear, the... nuclear power plant as reported yeah. that you know. Uh, so that's her. She's that's her in there. Um, we have. Two of the, the the student drivers at the end, uh, the, the girl that drives with uh, with the, the teacher, the, with the teacher. Her name is Jen, uh, Wendy Jo Sperber, I believe. Um, she played Marty's sister. Yes, and then and then this other guy. I don't know. Oh I don't yes, know where see him. Wendy. Yeah, yes, there's, there's another tall guy that has lines. They 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 actually had some. A lot of those kids were like local actors or or extras, but they actually had some like LA people come in. Um, one of the other guys is played by Mark McClure. Yes. Who was Marty's brother in yeah. Back to the Future. And um, he was in Superman. He yeah. Was in Super- he was Jimmy he's Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I recognize yeah. him. God, he's so young in this he w- film. He was also <laughs> in Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. And he was actually also in, Just- in the New Justice League. He had a cameo in that. Oh, nice. He yeah, was in I, the New Justice League? He was like a security guard or something. Oh, okay. Because he had can't, you know. That's he's like cool. Jimmy Olsen, you know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that's awesome. Um yeah, I'm like watching it and I'm like, I know that guy because I've met him. I'm like, oh why do you recognize? Oh, that's I'm like, why is this guy in this movie? Oh, because he's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Um the guy, I think he's the 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 assistant or the lawyer to the mayor who's right. always hanging around Royale. Oh, Joe Far, Far Farley, right? Yes. So he played the Western Union man yes. at the end of part two. He's the guy that comes in and says, Marty McFly. Marty, Marty um, McFly, yeah. I have then, wow. yeah. I have something. Yeah, that's him. And then the guy, the politician guy that Kurt Russell, that, that Rudy gets into the car with, that he's about yeah. to give him that money. That his name is Dub um, Taylor. Dub, Dub Taylor. He played one of the 
he played one of the saloon guys in part three. He played one of the, uh, oh, like, yeah. you better run, you better run, run, and, you know, so those yeah. are all. You'll be branded a chicken for the rest of your days. <laughs> or right, right. That's, he's, he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those. Wow. Um, Don't let me down. <laughs> Don't let me down, boy. <laughs> no, and I then, got 15. And finally, the, the something that I always felt about this movie, because, you know, I love Back to the Future. And I, the, the things I love about, about to the Future are some of the more, like, less flashy stuff, like just the town, the people, and stuff like that. And I always felt like the first 30 minutes of Back to the Future before the time machine, the aesthetics and the vibe kind of matches this movie. Like, there's, like, this very, like, down, like, low-budget, kind of, like, things aren't fancy. Everybody's dressed in old clothing. Like, the cars are all kind of beat up. Yeah. You know, there's a, so to, to, to me, there's I was a lot of dirt, like, sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like this very, like, and then he goes to the past and it's pretty and stuff, but like in the beginning, it just, it feels like the aesthetics very similar. Yeah. So there's always a part of me that kind of felt like maybe they shared some kind of universe or whatever beyond yeah. the fact. And then it's now kind of confirmed that it does, that they do share. Um, so recently Bob Gale released, Bob Gale and Joe also released a book that is essentially this kind of like mock owner's manual for the time machine DeLorean. So you know those like those those books that you have with your car that you can open up and it's a cross section of like how to fix your car and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They released one for the time machine DeLorean where like Bob Gill went and like named all the parts of the car and all that sort of stuff. Nice. But in the book there they also have like from the diary of Doc Brown. So in it there's a section that they mention like where he got the DeLorean from. And Doc Brown mm. in the diary drew a little sketch of like, oh, I bought it from this guy. And guess who it was? <laughs> was it Rudy? It was, it was Rudy, yeah. Oh, dude! dude. I love that. So, so, so Doc Brown bought his DeLorean from, from Rudy oh, uh, from wow. used cars. I don't know. That's I, I don't know Rudy, technically Rudy canon. Russo. Well, I wonder what name last name he gave him. because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Like he gave him a German name. I That's love, great. I love that. I love how they connected. So he went and got the DeLorean from him. Really? Oh shit! Him. And it was a lemon, so most likely he was like, "Hey, man, it's the best car. Come on, you got to look flashy." Ah. <laughs> I love that, man. That's so cool. I love. That's a great wow. way to. That's end great. Yes, exactly. The, and the yeah. oh wow! All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen this movie, trust me, you are in for a treat. If there, I cannot highly recommend this movie mm -hmm. like there, i don't know what else i can say because it's it's so enjoyable i mean technically you know we did a little bit of spoilers obviously but i mean come on it's still funny I don't think this movie can be spoiled no there's a lot spoiled. of gags there's jokes i mean trust me it's a fun roller it's a fun roller coaster ride on this yeah one. and, and, yeah. Yeah. and oh, yeah. just to see the scene that cracked me up come on ladies and gentlemen you gotta you I gotta know. check it oh, out <laughs> Twice, if, if, you love, if you love Back to the Future, it has a similar energy to it. It has like like a certain frantic like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, like yeah, the yeah, chase yeah. scenes, yeah. the dog, you know, like dogs, like oh, go there. like you know, Rudy feels that way. Yeah. There's even an element of like Rudy. You know, there's Rudy. There's there's Fuchs, and then there's a dog. Like there's a little bit of Marty, Doc, and Einstein there. Like you know, um, and if you love Robert Zemeckis, this is like pure. This is like watching. Have you guys ever seen Duel? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen Spiel Duel yeah. Spielberg. I said it's like first yeah. TV movie. And you watch it, and you see all the things that make Spielberg great. You're like, oh, it's like pure, you know. So this is like pure Zemeckis. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's so much here that is like, if you like Zemeckis, this is like pure Zemeckis. Like yeah. Here, but like on a at a like very basic level, like it's not polished, it's not Forrest Gump, it's not cutesy, no. it's raunchy, it's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 100 percent recommend this movie to to Zemeckis. 
and Back to the Future fans. And when I was like looking, researching this film and looking up the actors, because I recognize like, oh, look, look who it is. Like it led me to his Zemeckis' other films. And like, just real quick, have you seen I Want to Hold Your Hand? No, I bought it recently. I'd seen this movie, but I, I, I bought used cars on Blu-ray and I recently bought I Want to Hold Your Hand. So I'm going to watch uh, it. I'm curious because it, it seems interesting. I don't know if it did. I don't think it because I've never heard anything from it. So I don't yeah. think it, you know, it's one of those like, but it then again, well look at used cars. They, yeah. yeah. I, it's well, not one that's is, out there, but it's a good film. Is the reason that Back Feature didn't get made earlier because mm. they made I Want to Hold Your Hand. It was a moderate success. They mm. wrote 1941 for Spielberg, which was a flop. Yeah. And then they were making this, and this was a flop. And then after this, they wanted to make Back to the Future, and Spielberg was like, hey, I'll produce it. And they're like, we don't want to make you be associated with any more of our flops. So, like, they just didn't push it. And then Zemeckis went and directed Romancing the Stone, and after that was a hit, then they made right. Back to the Future. Yeah. But, but yeah, but I Want to Hold Your Hand, I believe, was somewhat of a moderate success for like such a, it was like made for like two million dollars. I want so to check it, it out because the, the, yeah. the plot of it seems well, really like interesting. Yeah, they say in the commentary, Gail talks a lot about how um, he, how like the, there's a famous, I think Francois Truffaut or whatever said that your second film is a response to your first film. Mm, so like their right. first film, I want to hold your hand, is kind of sweet, kind of like, you know, wholesome. And then they made used cars as like a response. Yeah. Like they like made a really sweet movie and then they made a really raunchy movie. Yeah, and if, if for those listening, and, and Freddie, if you're not sure what it is, I Want to Hold Your Hand was Zemeckis' first film, and it's uh, in 1964, six teenagers from New Jersey run off to see the Beatles perform at the Ed Sullivan oh, Show dude, classic, in the hope yeah. of meeting their idols. However, they don't have tickets. Along the way, they learn new things about friendship and growing up, in which that's awesome. They're like, I don't care. We got to go see them. We don't have tickets, yes. but let's get in, you know? So I, it's something that could work today because it doesn't matter the art just change the artist and yeah. i want to go see this perform at whatever you well, know yeah so of course I, I really want to check out that film but yeah so there you have it ladies and gentlemen used cars 1980 directed by robert Zemeckis. now before we go i'm gonna give you song of the week and out of all the songs out there that relate to cars and you know what what song can i give you especially in, if you know my style what i love a lot uh, of like I new wave know. synth you know keyboards i know <laughs> especially since freddie recently posted that he's gonna be at numbers yes. and i'm like dude i would love i would so love to go that's amazing you know? so ladies and gentlemen this week's song of the week off of the album the pleasure principle that's right ladies and gentlemen Great gary album. newman's cars that's right that's the song of the week this week is cars by gary newman all right well there you have it uh it's been fun i i, I swear this was a fun episode uh movie <laughs> it's a great pick uh thank you uh kevin for for thanks kevin this movie man i i, I just want great. people to discover it because it's really Seriously. people you know you know and well, I, like, I, I like i like it because i you know there's movies that i didn't get to see during that time that i'm rediscovering like thanks to that yeah. i totally, yeah now that, that one's yeah. on the shelf now this one and Funhouse, two two yeah. top picks that that are are hidden gems that you should go you should watch you know and and that's why the used cars in the Funhouse. Um, well, I know we want to have Kevin back on. We got to yeah. do Man on the Moon. Man that's on the one, Moon. That was a pick. So we got to do Man on the Moon. So we'll be we'll be having him back soon to do that one. Um, but other than that, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. But I think it's time that Kevin, Freddie, and myself get into a used DeLorean sold by Rudy, and we set up those time circuits and travel back to the future. 
Normally, this is where the episode ends, but now it's time for the interview with our special guest, creator and executive producer of Expedition Back to the Future. It's the return of Bud Burstman. Once again, we are treated with a special guest. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bud has made his return for an episode three, and I realized I didn't even introduce the guys. But that's all right. You guys just introduce yourselves real quick. Hey, como están todos? Freddie Morales. How are you? Hey, it's Kevin Bosch here. I'm kind of like the co-host. This is Bud Bretzman. This is my third time on, so I felt like an honorary yeah. co-host. <laughs> I've only been on. I've only been on one more time than you, Bud. So we're we're essentially you're essentially a co-host. All right. It's, All right. Do you have pink eye or are you stoned? Look at you, man. Look at you, Kevin. Um, a little bit of both, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is like SNL. You guys are the, a part of the Five Timers Club coming up, mm-hmm. so you'll get like oh, yeah, a little yeah. goat vest and everything. <laughs> well, welcome back. I'm glad you're able to join. You know me, Freddie, and Kevin to be here on 88. And I know you got some new stuff you wanted to share with us. So what is it? What is it that you wanted to talk about? Well, hey, thanks for having me back. I mean, the big news is uh, Expedition Back to the Future is going to go on Discovery Channel, uh, the Linear Channel, um, on June 9th, Wednesday, June 9th, prime time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, it's Michael J. Uh, Fox's uh, birthday. It, is it really? Mm-hmm. June 9th. Come on. Yeah. You know, only you would know. That. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Wow. And that's why we have him on. <laughs> I thought he was stoned, and all of a sudden he pops up. Right? Okay, so uh, Michael, I planned that Michael J. Fox's birthday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going out June 9th. I don't know. Discovery Channel just called me, and they said, "Hey, we you know got good news. It's going to go on linear channel." I mean, if you want to check it out now, you can obviously check it on Discovery Plus. But there's such a division between cord cutters and people that are in streamers. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the best way. This is the only way I can get my dad to watch my shows. It's like, oh, I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait till it comes out on, on cable. Like, you know, wait till the wait till the VHS comes out and he'll watch it. Um, which is so disrespectful. Like, I remember I used to have a lot of shows on. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's on Speed Channel or HGTV. And my mom and dad both would call me. And go, that's like twelve dollars extra a month. We're not paying for that. I was like, but I'm, a, I'm your son. Like, I'm a, I, I did like. If your kid made the NFL and you and you didn't want to pay, not that I, I equivalent myself to the NFL, but and you didn't want to pay the sports package to watch his game, aren't you kind of an asshole? Right. <laughs> oh, not for twelve dollars. Oh, like, nah, that's too expensive. <laughs> Way too expensive. Like literally, I'd have this conversation with my parents about like, yeah, that's on the. Uh, because uh, this is what I would a lot of stuff on Velocity too. Yeah, that's on the upgraded package. I'm like, Dad, it's like four dollars like really you don't want to buy the upgraded package it's <laughs> so this is on discovery proper right on. huge discovery proper it'll be on uh wednesday july 9th you can stream it right now on on discovery plus and i'm sorry i'm not plugging but i'm excited to tell you about it because now it's, it's just a broader audience right yeah because i know a lot of the comments we get back is like i'm not paying for discovery plus which you could sign up and get the free thing and watch it and delete it if you wanted to um but really you watch it on discovery now I don't know if I told you guys this. The good news is there's five to six minutes per. So that's probably, yeah, that's an extra 20 minutes worth of content because the clock is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So you, yeah. So there's a lot. So now you have to watch yeah. it. If you streamed it, you got, you got the 38 minute version. And now all of a sudden you're at the 43 minute version. You got to watch it because there's, there's a lot more content. There's more stuff. And it's really, it scared me because, uh, a lot of the stuff by talking to you guys, I found out like a lot of the stuff that we did is like, oh my god, because our scene work was so good, and we had all this interaction with, with Christopher Lloyd and Michael and, and Josh, 
And then we did all these extra bits, right? And we had to, we had to like, we have to get these extra bits. We got to do this fan service stuff over here. We got to do this over here. There's more of that in the, in the long, in the longer version, um, which I think, you know, people like, people understand the story because we, you know, we drive it with, with Christopher and, and Josh, Yeah. but then with all the, the Easter eggs and the fan service and all the other stuff, there's more of it in the, in the discovery, the new discovery show that comes out five minutes more per episode. That's awesome. Man. That's nice. so it's like bonus con it's repeat viewing. It's like perfect. That's so that what people want. Where like, you know, when you tune in, you watch something. You're like, you catch something new every time when you watch it. With here, you're literally gonna see something new when you rewatch it. So that's awesome. Yep. Different cut, different everything. And by the right. way, this is I, oh, I don't right. know if I told you like uh, if I told you the story. If if I did, I apologize. I'm gonna say it again though. Uh, I remember they called me. Discovery says, okay, we got great news, and we're almost done, right? So our our show, all four episodes are almost finished. They're finished. They're cut to clock at like 44 minutes for um, a linear television era and they go we got great news I'm like so I'm all, i got like two two more weeks three more weeks to finish up these long episodes it it's going to premiere in two weeks and it's got to be recut to 38 minutes holy shit <laughs> why none of that's good news that's terrible news i gotta cut, i gotta cut five minutes out of the episodes and i have to have it all done and handed to you guys and encoded in two weeks um but it was good because they did a lot. They you know did a lot of on-air promotion. Josh Gates did a lot of stuff on his on his talk show and stuff like that. That's cool. It. So this it was this version is it's your cut, right? The Bud cut. Yeah. Um, is your preferred? I I yeah, I don't know if I have a cut. I I, I kind of you know I have editors and directors and stuff like that. I like the long the international version. You guys know the international version is forty eight minutes, right? So it's. 10 minutes longer yeah. than the <laughs> I've been telling them, the, the people online who, who are international say, well, we can't watch it yet. And I tell them, when you get to watch it, you're going to get more than, than we have. Yeah, by a long shot. So they are pretty minutes good about that. So, do you know when that's coming out? Um, well, the, now that it's going to premiere on this, it, you know, stuff internationally rolls out differently in Latin America and Europe. They have their own schedules, but it'll be on this year for sure. I mean, the good news is there was so little content coming out. So I'm sure it's going to come out fast because right? mm -hmm. there wasn't any content coming out of anywhere, especially the United States yeah. at all. And then for this to go out new, I'm sure it'll premiere internationally. Yeah, that's good to know that it's also that the domestic version is going to be longer. I'm going to that's that's people are going to be happy about that. And I'm definitely going to rewatch it now. No, and I, I wanted to come. And you guys were great. I do like talking about the show because it's so much fun. But also, I just I, I think I think it's a big deal. I, I missed I missed the opportunity for and literally, my dad can watch it. That's the most important thing. It's like, hey, dad, turn on the TV. It's very simple. Red button, and then turn it to whatever your your provider has for Discovery Channel to watch it. But it was it so, was a would you say it was it was a big hit, right? Because the show premiered, your show premiered, and then like two months later, Discovery Channel bought Warner Brothers. So that has to be some sort of correlation, right? That your show was such yeah, a Yeah, I had show. a lot to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there was so much uh, revenue brought in that they ended up, I don't know, it's crazy. I, I've been working for Discovery Channel for close to 25 years, right? So when they were much, much smaller, I, know, I, knew, I still know the founder really well, John Hendricks. Um, wow. But to watch them just, I mean, it's a really weird thing to watch them uh, kind of be this massive media conglomerate. The guy who's at the helm of it, David Zaslav, is just kind of a kind of a business genius. He's just going to move over here. He's going to move over there. And he's like, I don't know. We're we're all idiots, right? We're all excited about Back to the Future. That guy's making forty three billion dollar mergers. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, wow. <laughs> like, what are we doing wrong? It was like something weird. Wow. He paid for his internet, so. 
Yeah, I do think he should give me a little more props than he actually does. I've read him a few times, but like, hey, I got, I always, I, I judge that too. And you look at Discovery Plus and they got 55,000 hours. I'm thinking like, I probably have 500 hours on there. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good balance. I don't know. Um, no, but they, they're doing a lot of big stuff. And I hope, I hope it benefits people, um, you know, custom content creators like us. Like I'm working on a couple other really big shows. Which I can't talk about, but I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I am working on another Back to the Future one, which I hope. Oh, <laughs> is that the reveal there for, is that an exclusive that you, there's another Back to the Future something that you're working on? It's possible. I mean, it has to be, it has to, I, I okay. got to find the network partner. Um, I have to find the network partner. It's just, I couldn't just leave this one alone. There was still a lot to do and a lot to unwrap. And yeah. I know that's impossible, but I found a, I found a way in. Um, I sat down with Bob Gale and I hey, said, what do, you, what do you think we should do? His birthday was last week, by the way. Yeah, 28. Uh, you... Yeah, the 28. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> of course, right? He knows the dates, man. <laughs> he knows everything. Let me see if I still have it, though. I sent him a birthday message. What did he say to me? Said something about his dad. He was really tickled. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, he says, uh, he said, thank you, bud. My father used to say, if I'm vertical, it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> But vertical, it's a good day. Yeah, I worked closely with him to develop this other one. We'll see if I can get a network partner to bite off on it. Um, what is challenging, though, is some of these big media giants are, are, are now aligning. Because I, I let me just talk out loud real quick as a, as a media person, right? The, the big streamers now, not all of them, right? But the big some of the big streamers, and I can rattle them off for you, right? So Peacock, Paramount, um, Discovery Plus are aligning themselves with big groups that have IP. Uh, and for everybody, the IP is going to be intellectual property. So Back to the Future is intellectual property. So they're in line with Peacock, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to now. What happens is as they're start, they're starting to do these turf wars, then you start worrying about like, is Discovery going to allow me to do any more Universal stuff? Because mm -hmm. now they're aligned with Warner Brothers, yeah. and they want me to start pitching them Warner Brothers stuff, right? Hey, I want yeah. to do a takeoff of something that's in their catalog. So I'm I'm reviewing Warner Brothers catalog. That is such a massive. It's called Warner Brothers Discovery now. It's such a massive media conglomerate. Mm -hmm. What a, an amazing! I don't know if that's good or bad, honestly. It must be frustrating for you. You're a creator, and now you have to like, okay, well, can I do this for this these guys? Or, how, I mean, it, it must be hard for someone like you and to be in the middle. You're in the middle. I am. I am I'm definitely in the middle, and it, it is hard. Right. I mean, sometimes you develop big relationships with these companies, and then right. you know, like Netflix is hard to break into. Amazon's hard to break into. They have their own. Wow. They have their own suppliers. They have their own people. Um, so, Freddie, why do you have a telenovela playing in the background? It's distracting. <laughs> because I love. I dude, I'm Mexican. I have to have my Latinas in the background. I know. See, I have distracting. that. Distracting. I love Latina women. <laughs> <laughs> dude, every I I just have to have my girlfriend's like. Are you always watching Latin? I, I have to have my Latin, you know, my Latin in the background. <laughs> how, come hey, come that? how come none of them look like that? Well, they like that. Yeah, they do. You're looking in the wrong yeah. places. <laughs> um, I don't know what, what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand. I'm not too soccer. I stand my. Well, I was just in, I was just in Guatemala. I was in Guatemala last week, and I didn't see any any like these these women are just are anomalies. No, no, were, no. You go to La Guadalajara, you will see some. I know. My, I told you, my 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 wife's from Guadalajara. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's are, there's beautiful women all Latin America. I'm not allowed to go to Guadalajara. We already talked about. Yeah. That, I'm not. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah, we. But yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, my <laughs> my friend and I were pitching an animated show, and the the people, the studio that we were talking to, they were essentially saying, if you go to Netflix, you have to know exactly what Netflix is buying. Don't pitch Netflix something 
if they're not buying that. And if you go to HBO Max, you got to, and I think that, I feel like that wasn't used to be the case. You would have like a thing you wanted to pitch. I was listening to, to some commentary tracks on DVs and it's like Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis had like Back to the Future and they went and pitched Back to the Future to everybody and some people took it, some, but it wasn't like we have to make sure we only pitch what Universal wants. And that's what it is now. They're saying don't pitch to Netflix mm. unless it's specifically what Netflix is buying right now. Yeah, and they, what's weird is they have they have categories, they have algorithms, and what's weird about some of the streamers, and it has to do with technology, and listen, we're all to blame, right, because we are consuming content differently, and we're also uh, beaming our information to them, and they're trying to ascertain what is, what do we, what are we going to watch next by our information? They're not, not asking us anymore. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. If two, if people turn into MASH back in the day, or they watch fucking Love Boat or something like mm -hmm. that, they go, oh, we can order more episodes of Love Boat because look at the numbers. Yeah. One set of numbers. Now we have algorithms all over the place, and they're right. being, they're being analyzed by people for different reasons, right? They're looking at like, oh, well, there's retention, there's this, and, and also it has to do with they, you know, if they want, you know, more diversity at this time. And I'm pitching a lot, a lot of diverse programs. I mean, a heck of a lot of, of stuff in, in the diversity space. I just, I'm in the middle of doing a, a Latino one too, right now. Orale, orale. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We have a lot of peoples, a lot. A lot. No, like, listen, I, um, I, I can tell you about it, but uh, we, we can talk about it. But, I, uh, you know, really, I don't see Latins in a, like, um, in a baller setting, right? Like a big baller setting. And I have this group of brothers that are just, absolute ballers and they're awesome and they're they're driving trophy trucks doing business flying corporate jets booking concerts doing you know running restaurants expanding mm -hmm. stuff and they're in their 20s and i pitched that show a couple years ago and like even though they want to see latins they want to see diversity they don't want to see that and that doesn't make any sense to me it's like i got these, these awesome good looking yeah. well, then, then, Latin then you then you need to do it on on just do it and just because I mean that's interesting. I think I would like to see Latinos in their twenties who are entrepreneurs who are getting in jets and you know yep. being the new producers of entertainment yeah. in today's world. You know I would like to see that. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's something they don't want to see. Well, for that, years, you know, it, that's just, if you wanted Latinos on it, all you get is their gangbangers, cholos, drug dealers, like right. mixing like cartel. That's all you got back when. Yeah. Or mates. Exactly. You know, it's like that's really like the yeah. diverse cast you would see with Latinos. And now it's like, you know, it would that actually I'm hoping that goes through because it would be good to finally see some Latinos in power. Not not, you know, hey, what, hey, what do you need, man? I push it for you. <laughs> hey. oh, listen, I'll tell you what I need. I, I already got it. Right. I got it. So um, I have partnered with another company which was headed by a very famous Latin guy, right? Will uh, Wilmer Valderamo is, is my production partner. Oh, right? that's cool. And him and I are doing production meetings and he is very adamant about it. He's like, he says exactly, he's like, hey, I've read your late, I've read your latest man mandate. You guys want to be diverse. There's nothing more than versus. If you want Latins for, you know, front and center, then you should, you should have us a producing b look like heroes on camera exactly and we're out there hustling and the, and the family that i'm following in this other show is absolutely un unbelievably good and, and listen we'll figure out i mean I'm, i know i'm off topic nice. but no. they're bad at no, it. i know it's, it's things that you know you're part of you're a creator and, and this is things that's happening in, I, in today and i create of, uh, latino you know. content on the internet i do sketch comedy right. videos and we try to like the, the animated show we're doing or my, my friend who's the actress uh, and she pitches, I don't know, she, 
she was on a she wasn't in a room, but somebody was in a room where they mentioned her name. And they said, you know, she writes, she directs, she does all this sort of stuff, and they're really into it. And then they showed him some of our, our videos, and the person in the room at I think I guess I shouldn't say what company it was, it was a major streamer, said that they wanted Latino content, but that our Latino content was too Latino. And it turned out that it Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like there's like I always feel like they say they they want Latino <laughs> oh. stuff, but they kinda want it in a way that is like palatable to the general market like but if it's like authentic like i'm imagining what you're pitching what you're saying is it feels authentic it feels like it's real people the real experiences and i and, and sometimes they don't want that they want it to fit into a little box of what people expect latinos to be like so so yeah i i, I run into that issue too yeah, they they don't want the full tortilla on the open burner they wanted somebody to use no, they don't want they don't want the flour tortilla they, they want the tortilla right <laughs> yeah, there. exactly yeah. So no, that's cool. When that's mantequilla, cool that you put butter on the tortilla. Oh, that's pretty good. Man. <laughs> I think that's really cool, but that you're that, that's that's where you're going because I think that's important for it's important for people like me or, or or us to like try to produce stuff, but it's also important for people who are established in the industry to also try to push that because it's hard to get through, you know. Well, it is, it is hard, and as as and I I'm a you know I'm a I'm a big guy about you know making people making people eat their words, right? If everybody wants to beat their chest and talk about diversity and everybody wants to say this, then open your mouth, open your wallet. Yeah. Here, here, I got five five shows about African-Americans that are awesome. I'm working on a couple of big movies and I got three Latin American ones. And, and yes, I, I'm, I'm white, I get it, but my wife is Latin, my son is Latin, my, my mother-in-law was at my house last night, Latin. Um, so yeah, it's I, I understand the culture, and I think we have to produce it, I yeah, mean, and, and, and in a good way, like you said, not yeah. there's not this, not that. It's like it's if you if they want to have this diversity, then just open up the wall. And we'll make them good. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For exactly. sure. Exactly. Open up. The... <laughs> is that a hairless cat? What the hell? Yes. What is going this on is, over there? Sphinx. This, <laughs> this is this is Cherry. This is Cherry. She's my studio cat. She's like hanging out. See, look. <laughs> He's watching. She's oh, a, no, a hairless cat. A hairless cat. Yes. Oh my god! She's Look at trying that. to get <laughs> into the rope. She's trying to get into streaming also. Oh, oh there you go. Go knock down that TV, hey, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> internet video right there. <laughs> She's showing off. She's showing off. Uh, but oh, do you but yeah. think we'll, so much. Do you think we'll see Sorry, a physical copy of Expedition Back to Future released that we can put on our on our bookshelf? No, not a, not a DVD. No, no, I don't think so. I, I don't. Think, that. Yeah, Discovery Channel has probably is not going to put it out DVD. I mean, if the only time it'll do it, I may because I know the guys at Universal pretty well, and if they end up turning out and doing a 40th anniversary Back to the Future, they may contact me and have it, you know, give it to them as DVD extra yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they're still like, a huge crowd for that. But hey, how, I know them pretty well, so they may call for that. How's the DeLorean doing? Um. Oh yeah, do you still so have it? No, we sold it. We sold it. Right? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. You had the, the last time we had you on was during the auction. Yeah, so we sold it for $400,000. That's how much money we raised from Michael J. Fox Foundation. That's awesome. Right? Great. Beautiful. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a, a very interesting exclusive, uh, which I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but I'll say it anyhow. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really cool. So it was kind of a, I don't know if it's a waste. doesn't matter. So... I remember I was I was on my way to Baja, Mexico. I'm in a Panera Bread and I'm watching the auction on my phone, right? And I see it starts jumping up, and I was a little depressed because it was like I was like 175, and it starts going up at 5,000. All of a sudden, someone throws 60, and it's like five minutes before the auction goes. Throw someone throws down 60,000. Like, Holy crap! And then 90,000, and it gets to the 400, and I'm watching. So 
in an online bet, in an online auction, I think you guys know this anyhow, but an online auction, when you do your last bet, so you just don't all of a sudden wait till the last second and bet, they um, reset the clock and give you five minutes. So no one can just like wait to the last minute, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. they, they can do that. So the last $400,000 uh, deal came down, reset the clock for five minutes. And I sat there just staring at the phone for five minutes. <laughs> 405, four, it's like, ah, oh, it didn't happen. But that's okay. So we prepped, the, I prepped the car. Um, oh, I, I got to tell, tell you, my, I had this really cool once in a lifetime out of body experience. Not joking, right? Just unbelievable. And I get to put it on my resume, which I don't need wow. my resume necessarily. But so the guy bought the car and he was going to come pick it up a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right? And I still had the original flux capacitor from the B car in the movie. I still had it and it was out of the car, right? Because I had to have Danny rebuild the inside of it. Right. And I had to switch it because we sold it with the original flux capacitor, right? Mm -hmm. And so I got to switch the flux capacitors out of the DeLorean. So I took, I don't know, I've never done that before in my life, by the way. So I pulled, I pulled, a, I pulled four pins out, pulled like three or four wires apart, pulled the old oh, kind of fake flux capacitor out of the car. Yeah. I got the new one or the old one from the movie and I put it in place and I went like this and I'm like, oh no. And what was weird about it, and I had to do, is so the new, the kind of the prop one they do for the, for the uh, project cars, uh, the box, I can show it to you. I have it. The box has like four little holes where you can just bolt it to the firewall, right? They made it right. with like little ringlet. You just bolt it to the wire. So I unbolt and I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I can just unbolt those four. I'll take the old one. Well, because the old one wasn't, you know, handmade to make a replica. It was an electrical box that right, they used back in the day. Yeah. It didn't have these four little things on it. So then I had to take the flux capacitor apart, drill four new holes in it, and bolt it to the to the wall or to, to the wall with sheet metal screws, put it back together and wire it. I did it all like in a half an hour. And I'm like, wow. I can't, I can't. It, it was just surreal. Wow. Like I'm literally <laughs> wiring the original flux capacitor wow. back into this time machine. And I thought I thought of you guys. I'm like, that's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so cool. Then the, so this guy. Uh, I'll tell you the story. What? What? I don't even know that. It's. It's a. Uh, uh, I don't know if you want a hero or whatever you want to call the pandemic, but he definitely. Hello. It's my mechanic. Hello. Nikki's <laughs> taking it. Worse than having your fucking phone ring is actually picking up and walking. Right. Out of the room. I don't know. <laughs> it happened last time. Remember his wife called. His girlfriend called him up, and you're like, "Hey, why'd you answer the phone?" He's like, "Oh, you know, I had to." <laughs> You know, uh, when your you're after your wife you don't have yeah <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> um all right so i'll finish yeah, the story yeah. so so the guy he shows up he and i looked at him and i kind of looked at the car and the trailer and everything i'm like did you borrow that trailer he goes yeah yeah, yeah. He, he he drove in from arizona i go did you borrow that truck and he goes yeah i said Mm, do you have you ever tied a vehicle down in the back of a truck? No, no, we never did. It was like first time ever. It was these two young guys in their thirties, oh, right? Shit. And they bought this car, and I'm like, wow. and I'm showing them to use the how to use their remote control because we had a, a real remote control. Yeah, and I'm like, what do you? I go, so what are you gonna do with this car? And he's like, well, we have a tech company that is absolutely exploded, and I'll tell you what it is, uh, and we're gonna put it in the lobby. We're gonna put it in the lobby. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. So 
I, I walked him all the way through and I got the car started. I pulled in the back of his trailer. I tied it down for him. And what has happened, which is just unbelievable. It's just dumb luck and timing, right? Yeah. It, these two guys ended up making software so you couldn't cheat on your college exams online right and oh, their goal okay. their goal was like in 10 years they're going to have like 70% of the colleges in the United States using their software yeah the pandemic hit and he had like 70% within 6 months and so now he's like wow. i'm rich i have so much money everybody took you know cuz what do you what do you, it was like oh wait wait click there's something you know cuz it's like, it's like all of a sudden having zoom all of a sudden you have wow. software that I can administer a test that encrypts your thing so no one else can cheat on it. This guy's money went from here to here and he's spending four hundred thousand dollars on a on a charity card, which was awesome. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that is incredible. Really, really, really cool thing. <laughs> well, good things happen for those who, who dream big. So here's the here's the other thing which is really cool for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. I have so much to tell you guys is so the, the guy who came in second, I don't even know if I should say this, right? But it doesn't matter. Um he contacted the charity and said, I really want a time machine and I'd like to buy one. So we're building another one for that guy. That's great. So, uh, nice. oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. So there'll be, yeah, there'll be more money, whatever the proceeds are, the more money going back to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Oh, nice. Sure. Okay. I lost the auction, but I really want to donate to Michael J. Fox Foundation. Can you build me another one? So they called me and it's like, can you build another one? I'm like, sure, I'll build another one. It's okay. I need I need wow. to win the lottery so I could hit you up and be like, hey, can you build me I one? I know, man. <laughs> At least I know I, I got who I could go to now and be like, hey, I, I got five hundred thousand. Make me one. <laughs> yeah, but here's the here's the problem too. Is like we're having a problem, and I I, I causes my own parts. Parts are one. No, not not really. Parts are fine. Yeah. Is the cars went up like ten grand since what? Oh, March fifteenth. Since March fifteenth, we looked at the the cars jumped up because of the show that wow. we did. Oh everybody, no! Now everybody's oh, trying this. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, you have a renewed interest, and all the cars are going up. So I can't find a donor car. Oh, it's just a pain in the ass. It's, it's cool. Wow. It's a problem to have. I guess. See, but that's awesome because yeah. then it, it goes to show. It's like though it's like a uh, a blessing in disguise. Where like yeah, I made the cars more expensive, but it goes to show that a lot of people tuned in to watch this special because otherwise the cars would have not have shot up if not mm -hmm. a lot of eyes had their on this show so that that's an awesome thing it's like again it sucks that the cars are more costly but a lot of eyes were watching this and it was huge i mean within the community of that we follow with with kevin i mean i know like our not gonna lie uh from the 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 new seat that these past two seasons with that feature freddie on the on the podcast your two episodes are the highest rated downloaded episodes on the podcast <laughs> that's what happened you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have a shit talking gringo to help you read yeah right that's, that's, right. Token. that's okay. right yeah <laughs> every, every quarter you gotta come in you gotta come in and do your yeah. part <laughs> oh freddie you're back how, how was the phone call Oh, it was good. My car's ready. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> the alternator and some, you know, cause my car was just sitting there for a year. I didn't drive anywhere. So the car, you know, I knew I had to get things done. Now it's fixed. So good mechanic didn't charge me an arm and a leg. So, and you have a bald kitty. That's yes. My, my little girl's over here. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing in the planet. <laughs> you know what, bro? Thanks to my girlfriend. She has like introduced me to the weirdest, uh, pets. Like I have ferrets. I've never had a ferret. Mexicans don't have, we don't hang out with ferrets. Have a ferret? You know, so 
Yeah, so we had two ferrets, so I got to enjoy two ferrets. They're gone now. They live their life. Oh, and then oh. uh, now these two girls here, these sphinx, hairless. I love them. They're so, they're so just, they've helped me with the pandemic and just, you know, when life sucks, you just hang out with them and everything's all good. Yeah, there's a lot to say about that, but I'm not sure if I should. But okay, yeah, got it. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> We're keeping it PG-13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As he sits there and pets him. All right, Neil. Uh, yeah. So what else? So we know June 9th, that's coming out of Discovery. What other, did you guys have any more questions, any more fun stuff that you guys or people are asking you about the show? Didn't you have some? I mean, uh, honestly, all I, uh, all I would hear is like, dude, that was badass. Like, I didn't expect it to be something that would be like in the like uh, i'm just putting it into like the same words but it was always like from the people that i was like oh you gotta watch it we interviewed the guy because that's how i was bragging like hey you know the guy who did this we had him on the show and i would hear like yeah I, like i didn't have to be like a huge fan of back to the future to enjoy this like it yeah. was always that is what i would get where this you made this so perfectly i know we you know mentioned this in the past but yeah, like you, you had this done so well that even if you knew nothing of Back to the Future, it told you enough that you could just follow along. And that's what's awesome about this show. And uh, with me, I mean, Discovery Plus, it also introduced me to the network because I, I subscribed. I didn't do the try. I subscribed for it just to check it out and be like, see what else is on here. And I stuck around. I'm still a member. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of random end of the world shows that I love watching. I'm also, I'm, 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 I'm subscribed to that network, man, because of you. Otherwise I would have never jumped on. So I feel like there's probably other people who jumped on in the same realm. So, I mean, that's, that's my comment of what I got question wise, honestly, like I don't have anything new uh, questions that, that to pull from it, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I have to say on that. Yeah, I guess you're probably just hooked on. You're probably just hooked on naked and afraid. And they would come <laughs> you're like, oh, I can't wait to watch that. Man, no, that, that's awesome. I, I, well, me and my wife watched that. That, that. That's crazy. I'm like, it's shocking how that happened. <laughs> that show. How yeah, it happens? Yeah, magically it happens. They just get naked. No, no, no. Up. I mean, I'm saying the stuff that goes down. Like, there's this one lady who was asleep by by a water pot that was boiling, and that thing toppled over and burned her whole back. Like, oh. yeah, you get some crazy stuff. You're like, oh, damn. Like, you know, or they wake up and they're covered in ants and like all these bug bites. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, you're not, yeah, I'm not getting naked anywhere near the, near, near the, uh, the, they're, the, hey, they're always off fit though. That's the thing. They're never like someone that looks like me, you know, they're all fit, <laughs> slender. Like, come on. It's uh, like, it'd be better for the bigger people because then, <laughs> hey, they're going to lose weight. They're going to feel better about themselves. Like, that's a new show though. Naked, chubby, and afraid. Yeah, that's see, all. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, naked, chubby, and afraid. That's how you, be, you could pitch naked uh, and afraid in a, in a Back to Future DeLorean. That could be the next one. What? Naked and afraid <laughs> in a DeLorean. Okay. You just you can't get out. You have to stay in the car. See how long you can stay in the DeLorean while you're naked and yes. afraid. <laughs> and then and then you can do it in Spanish. Desnudo y, y con miedo. <laughs> um. A Spanish version. I think I, people, you know, last time we there were some questions. People had questions about you know the location where you guys shot and stuff like that. And and I think after that was answered, a lot of the people in the groups that I'm part of, they were pretty content. They were like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." That they kind of like had to recreate this and whatever. And and so far, it's been pretty positive. Everybody seems to like it. Recently, I do a lot of location. Like I'll go, I'll do like uh, I'll go to the, the film locations where they film Back to the Future, and I'll do 
live videos for like fans in Argentina or in Italy or whatever. And recently I went, when Universal Hollywood opened again, uh, I just went and took pictures of where you guys shot, uh, of where like the Lauren was at the diner and stuff. And I just put it in my group. I'm like, look guys, locations from Back to the Future Expedition, Expedition Back to the Future. And people are like, oh, that's so cool. So it's kind of like, at least for some level of fans, it's kind of become not part of the canon, but it's kind of become a, a thing that we also kind of like talk about or like. So, um, so yeah, it's been pretty well, positive. I mean, and let's talk about that too, because really what happened is it was interesting is, is Universal was so good. They're like, I'm not even joking. I actually I took my son there too. They're like, hey, you guys can shoot the entire park. We're like, really? Hmm. Like, yeah, the entire park's closed. It's yours. Anything you want. We're like, okay, we really want to shoot down by the clock tower. They're like, no, the studio's closed because they, they have closed sets and they're doing stuff down there. But if you want the entire park, go ahead and have it. We're like, okay. So we went and scouted and like, okay, there's a diner scene. We could shoot that here. There's this over here. We could shoot that over there. There's you know, all that. So we just started scouting like, this is perfect. Even the Strickland thing when they showed up um, in, in Orlando was shot in LA or at Universal. So when they opened it up, it was, I mean, it, it, that's a, that's a $150,000 location. Yes. They're just like, yeah. And, and by the way, they've been so good to us, Universal. Um, I actually I remember I got to send them an email thanking them and, and send them a couple links, but they were so good to us. And they're like, well, the park's closed. We'll just let you guys in. Like, okay. Nice. So you went yeah. in, you didn't have anything planned to shoot uh downstairs because you weren't even thinking they were going to allow you to shoot where the clock tower was no they told us we couldn't because they they what they did is they had american idol and a bunch of the, they, their idea was well wait a minute we already have our own covid bubble right which is universal studio yeah there's not thousand people crawling around the park and we're we create our own bubble so they were shot their own bubble down there but yeah. they said as far as the park is open shoot wherever you want if okay. you had access did you guys have like maybe a possible plan B be like, all right, maybe we could try to capture this there or you just never even bothered writing thing down because you're like, you don't even oh, know. There was, there was a, we have, I mean, listen, there was a whole, other, there was a, two other shows written before COVID we had, we were doing stuff by the clock tower and there's some other things that got oh, pulled out. We had, that would have been cool. Like, all the happy accidents, obviously you know, were turned out to be the way it is, but, but there was a lot of think about it. I mean, literally the show was greenlit. We were going to go shoot at the Peterson to see the a car. And then the world came to an end like that, that following Thursday. And we had to rewrite the whole show. Yeah. And somehow, you know, cause we have a bunch of creative people who work on the show, but somehow, and also Josh Gates is amazing. And Chris was amazing, which I have to tell you something really cool about Chris. Um, they ended it happened yesterday. You know, we ended up getting to the special we had. It's, it's only because we worked our asses off trying to rewrite the show. Yeah. Right. The network, the network challenge is like, we're probably going to cancel your show unless you can come up a way to do it during COVID. And me, because I'm such a cocky bastard, I'm like, I'll do it during COVID. I don't care. Here's what we got to do. And we'll just we rewrite this and get rid of all the big scenes and all the stuff. And it obviously ended up to be the best thing. It did leave, and not telling you, it did leave some things to be desired that I may do in a, hopefully another special that I'm working on, but that's good. Man, that's exciting. Every time you talk about like, you know, possibly this, possibly that future stuff, like, God damn it, I want to watch it now. <laughs> oh, good. I have so much good stuff. Oh, let me tell you what happened yesterday, which is super cool, right? It's and it's so my son did a lot of work with us. Uh <clears throat> my my son's eleven. He just graduated fifth grade yesterday. But yeah, during COVID, it wasn't really, you know, we were doing stupid online schooling during the day. And right. and every time that I had a set. I would bring him with us. I'm like, you need to come with us, right? Yeah. And I would always go have to, I would leave my house whatever time, but I'd go pick up Chris because my one main thing is I had to take care of Chris. I want to make sure Chris was safe. 
I had to take him to and from location and talk to him. And he was, you know, he, he wants, you want him to be okay. You just don't send a car for him and things like that. So I would pick him up every morning at the hotel. My son would be with me. Yeah. So they became friends only because he, my son would sneak him chocolate and stuff like that. And they would talk. <laughs> and Chris, Chris would give my son a little nod and my son would go over there and grab some, like some uh, Reese's pieces and hand them. The, yeah. It was really cool that they were, they were, they were in a good friend. So, um, at my son's graduation, they said yesterday, they're like, who would you like to speak at your graduation? Um, and you have no live speakers. It was all videotape, right? And he says, Chris. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> first of all, not me, you asshole. I'm not. <laughs> not dad. Uh, yeah, dad's, dad's stupid. So we don't want you. You're dumb. So he really wanted Chris to speak at his graduation. So I, I taxed Chris and I asked him and he sent a video. That's, wow. that's freaking right. cool, that's man. Damn, he's going to have that for a lifetime. Oh, that's the awesome. coolest. And he's, he's like, Hey Deuce. And at the end, uh, the end of the video was so cool. And listen, it was, uh, the end of the end of the video was super cool. It, I mean, again, it, like, again, later on in life, you'll figure it out. Right. Or he'll figure it out. Watch. I'll see if I have it. I also felt like kind of an asshole that I'm, I'm the dad with the celebrity guest. <laughs> like, oh yeah, of course Get I'm it. the guy who's doing it. Other kids like here's Grandpa who fought in World War II, and then here's Christopher Lloyd right after. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, right. Out of the way, Grandpa, I want to see Back to the Future. Grandpa, but you don't want to see this. No. Imagine as a kid, like one on one of us, for like Doc Brown's speaks at your graduation. Yeah. This is cool. That'd be awesome, man. <laughs> Yeah, he did that. He did that for my son, which was super cool. He's just—he's just a good dude. Yeah, know, it sounds like it, man. That's freaking awesome. Just having him there, graduation, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Lloyd. And you're like, what? <laughs> That's so cool. It was just a video, but it was—it was still cool. Oh yeah, I mean, still video or not, man. It's like, no, this isn't a cameo. This is legit. He really did talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is that you guys have a you know long relationship, not just after what you've created, you still have contact with him. That's the cool thing about that. You just don't do a project and then yeah. everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like most, you know, projects, you meet these actors and then you don't have that. It's very hard to have a very connection with actors. Well, it, it only, here's the thing that's, that's good. It, it, and I'm doing a bunch of other shows with some celebrities, but it, it only happens. Here's the sad part. <clears throat> and I say this because I won't tell you who the other pair are. But I mean, it happens in success when it works, right? And what I mean by that is I went to Chris originally with the idea. We shaped it. We formed it. We put some of his ideas in. We put a pitch deck together. Him and I went to the networks together in my in my car. We drove around. We tried to sell it. We were there. We pitched Quivy before they went under. We went like four or five pitches together. And then we'd go out to lunch. Mm -hmm. and so, And if that process doesn't end in something amazing like what we have then it was just like yeah i hung out with this dude i forgot his name he wasted my wasted my time but luckily this one hit and then it, it all just flows like we met a couple times yeah. we did some meetings we got some other meetings it sold magically then we went out and shot it and it premiered and now we're friends right it worked mm -hmm. no i totally get it i totally get what you said about success yeah i, I mean yeah you, i'm pretty sure you've had other you know, relationship where you work and nothing happens, and then everybody goes, that happens, that happens to everybody, it happens to me. But yeah, I mean, when you have a successful show and a project, yeah, you kind of love the relationship, tend, because you feed off each other. It's very hard to find another creative person that you, you know, can feed off each other and make something successful. Yep. I mean, 
And not only that, get the egos away. I mean, because egos, yeah, egos are good, but sometimes they ruin a great project and then everybody starts to <laughs> send F, oh, F that guy. I'm not going to work with that guy. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, it wasn't, luckily it wasn't that kind of set. And it, oh, it no. was amazing. And listen, I get to talk to Bob Gale, uh, which is amazing because he's, he's a great, great creative and a good mind. And I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been good. Well, I, I won't bug you guys anymore. I'm going to run to another call, but I, I, A, I appreciate you being, you know, supportive and helping us out. And then, you know, call me if you ever guys need anything else. I, I, but, I oh, of but course. Have you, yeah. have you ever seen the movie Used Cars? Bob Gill's and Robert. Oh uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah that was Bob, that was uh, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. Bomb that car. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're that, gonna that we're, movie. Bomb. We're gonna do the podcast like now. Yeah, uh, we're after gonna talk uh, about that. So we just wanted yeah, to see if we're you gonna guys do see a. Oh yeah, we're no, gonna I've keep this in theme with everything of like you know to relate to Back to the Future. So it's like all right, perfect directive. You know Robert Zemeckis. So it's like used cars. So that's what we're we're gonna keep this show going after you're gone, and we're gonna be doing a revisit of used cars. All right, all right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, man. No, thank, thank you, you bud. for coming back on, man. Thank, thank you so have much, a good bro. One. You take care. Right. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. 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 bye.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.